You are listening to the Magnetic Marketing Marketing Secret Gold Members Only Podcast. How many of you guys are pumped to be here this week? Oh. This is like, we've been talking about this for the last 12 months since last time we were all hanging out. How many of you guys feel like this is your ClickFunnels Funnel Hacker Family Reunion? Yes. Uh, so exciting to have all of you guys here. Um, it's funny, as we were kind of preparing this whole thing, and you guys kind of know I'm obsessed with t-shirts. Um, you've all got at least one so far, right? There's more coming. Um, <laughs> but we were looking at, like, what should, like, what's the right message for the t-shirt everyone's going to be wearing when they come here today that's going to really connect us as a family? And uh, at one of my inner circle meetings, I can't remember who it was. Did I lose my audio? I can't remember who it was. They posted this quote up during the presentation, and I read it, and I got chills. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's... Like, that's the message. And so if you see the first slide here, this is the back of the shirt you guys all got. It says, surround yourself with the dreamers and the doers, the believers and the thinkers, but most of all, surround yourself with those who see greatness within you even when you don't see it yourself. I think sometimes that's how it is inside of a family, right? <laughs> Obviously, everyone that's here is at a different stage of their business, of their life. Some of you guys are in a spot where you're trying to figure out the next big thing to take your business next level. Some of you guys at the very beginning trying to figure this out. And so we've got a lot of you guys all here together. And so what's amazing about this community and this family is how everyone works together to help each other and to raise each other up, which is really cool. Um, a couple, about a month and a half ago or so, as I was preparing for the 10X event, which how many of you guys were at the 10X event? <laughs> in front of 35,000 people in the baseball stadium with an echo that made it impossible for anyone to hear. So much stress. And then this event, which is like, and all this stuff, there's like, it, was, it was heavy on me. And I remember uh, I texted Garrett White, and I was just talking to him back and forth, and he sent me a quote um, that meant the world to me. And I think for a lot of you guys who are here in this room, you probably feel this, this pressure a little bit. And this is what his text said to me. It said, heavy is the head that wears the crown. And, uh, and, he, and I said that, he said that to me, and I started thinking, and then he messaged me a few minutes later, and he said, I want you to understand. He's like, he's like I understand where you're at. You've chosen to go out from the world. Most people sit at home and they watch TV and they do as little as possible. You've chosen to step out into the world and try to change it. And that's different. It's not, you, it's not normal. People don't do that, but you've done it. And he said, I see you. And as I was preparing my presentation today, I was thinking about how many of you guys are here doing the same thing. It is way easier to stay at home and not be here, right? It was way easier to just go to a job or just way easier to, to plug in and watch TV or watch Netflix or do whatever it is. It's harder to come here and try to learn a skill set and the thing where you're going to go out there and put yourself out and it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable a lot of times, right? How many of you guys feel awkward here right now? Okay, where are my introverts in the room? Yes. <laughs> it's hard, right? That's why I'm on stage because I'm scared of everybody. Okay, I understand it. It's tough. Um, but it's worth it, okay? And I wanted to say it to all of you guys who are in that situation right now, like, I see you. I see what you're doing, and that's why we're killing ourselves. People ask me all the time, Russell, why are you still doing this? Pretty sure you got enough money from all those ClickFunnels people, right? I was like, yeah, it's not about money at this point. It's because I understand the process and the path that you guys are going down. And so every single day, I'm doing my best to trailblaze as well, so I can show you guys, like, it's over here. Come over here. Come on. Keep coming. Keep coming. Because I know that for me, when I was trying to figure this stuff out, there were people I plugged into, people I, that led me. And so I'm trying to do my best in this role here to do that for you guys as well. Thank you. <laughs> um, I know that uh, as you're doing this stuff, as you're becoming an entrepreneur, you're building a company, there's loneliness in a lot of things. Um, there's loneliness in leadership, okay? 
Um, it's interesting, a lot of people, when you're leading a movement, you're leading your group of people, right? Like you're there, you're trying to share your message, and you may have a team, you may have people, which is amazing, but when all of a sudden done, it's you out there putting your face online, it's you doing the Facebook Live, it's you writing the book, it's you doing the presentation, it's you, and it's scary sometimes, right? And there's loneliness in leadership, but there's also loneliness in faith. The faith of like, is this actually going to work? Okay, I know for a fact that half of you guys who are in this room right now came on a faith and a hope and a prayer, right? I was telling somebody earlier, I said, you know, half of the room that's here are people that have come to this before, and it's a big family reunion, and they're excited to be with their friends and their family and like start growing their business next level. And the other half, it's your first time, right? And you're scared, and you probably have a little like, you have faith in this process a little bit, you have hope it's going to be amazing, but you're like, oh my gosh, what if it doesn't work? What if... What if I spent all this money and I flew all this way and I'm here taking a week off of work? Like, does it make any logical sense? And sometimes it doesn't. So I understand there's loneliness not only in leadership, but there's also loneliness in the faith of like trying to do that thing and trying to step out there to do it, right? Um, and then the last thing I want to share is um, I did a podcast a little while ago called Entrepreneur Scars. How many of you guys listened to that? I know that a lot of you guys who are here um, in this room have entrepreneurial scars. You've tried to risk everything, Right? You tried to go out there and do the thing. You tried to do a business, try to launch something, and it didn't work, okay? Or you had something that was working really good for a while, and then something happened, and it crashed, okay? And I want you guys to understand, like, we've all been through that. Um, I feel like one of the most amazing gifts that our founding fathers gave us when they founded this country, America, was the ability for entrepreneurs like us to be able to risk everything, and if we messed up and we failed, it was okay, they gave us bankruptcy laws. They gave us things like that to give us the ability to risk without the, the, the fear of, like, if you, if you mess up, you're locked up in jail for the rest of your life, right? I think so many of us, we risk everything. We're trying to change the world. We do this thing, and then it fails, and then we shrink back, and we're like, ah, I just got to hide because I don't want people to know that I messed up, right? And I know for a fact there are people in this room right now who are in that spot right now. You've had success in the past, but there's that, that fear of, like, putting yourself out there again. And so for all of you guys who are here, I just want you to understand, like, I see you. I understand what you're going through. And we are here for you to support you as a community. Okay, so the, the theme of this year's Funnel Hacking Live is the theme of every Funnel Hacking Live. I want to make sure, my, I want to make sure I'm showing my slides up here as well, you guys, because i got a lot of slides that are create as much as I'd like to see my face. I want to make sure you guys see what i prepared as well. <laughs> so the theme of this year's Funnel Hacking Live event is the same as every year. People are like, what's the theme this year? I'm like, it's the same thing. I'm not changing it. I love this theme. And there's a couple... <laughs> <laughs> I've got to create six presentations. I can't have a new theme every year, too. Come on now. No, um, the theme is one funnel way. And I wanted, for those who are like, I thought you were going to change the theme. It's like, no, this is, this is the same message, okay? Everyone's here at a different spot than you were last year, right? A different spot than two years ago or three years ago. And some of you guys, this year, one funnel away from like, you're here, you're putting it all on the line. You're like, okay, I'm going to gamble it. I'm going to try it. And you, this is your, your shot. This is your one funnel away shot, right? And you're trying to figure it out. For a lot of you guys, this is your second year, third year, having success, things are growing, things are, are, are amazing, are happening, and you're one funnel away from the next step. In fact, I want to share a really quick story in ClickFunnels. Um, we're going to share the numbers and the stats and the growth here in, in a few minutes. Um, but as we started uh, growing ClickFunnels, as we got bigger and bigger, it got harder to grow, and we started getting to a sticking point. In fact, um, the last 12 months, we continued to grow, but at a much slower rate. It got harder and harder and harder as we got more and more people. And all of us inside ClickFunnels are figuring out, how do we grow this thing? How do we get from from 50,000 to 500,000 people. Like, how do we grow it? And we just couldn't get past some sticking points. And literally six months ago, I was sitting in an inner circle meeting, and Natasha Hazlett, who's going to be speaking to you guys tomorrow, where's Natasha at? Natasha's right here. She's pregnant with twins. She might give birth tomorrow on stage, I'm hoping. It's going to be amazing. 
But Natasha gets on stage in her humble little self, and she's like, hey, um, we tried a book funnel, didn't really work, so we tried this challenge funnel instead, and it was really working good for us. And we looked, and I was like, oh my gosh, I've seen challenge funnels before, but not the way she explained it. And we went back to the drawing board, we started freaking out, started doing some stuff. And how many of you guys went through the One Funnel Away Challenge so far? So because Natasha gave me that idea, that one funnel, we launched it. The last six weeks in ClickFunnels, we've had more growth per week in the last six weeks because the One Funnel Away Challenge than we have in the last two years. <laughs> so for some of you, it's Natasha. You need to hear her, her. She's going to tell you a story about her funnel and it's going to be like, that's the thing I need. Some of you guys are going to be somebody else. We have so many amazing speakers who are all sharing different types of funnels, what's working for their business. So I want you guys listening with ears. Not that you have to create everything. You shouldn't be creating everything, but listening by what's the next thing for me? What's the one funnel for me in my stage right now? And some of you guys, it's one funnel to launch your business. Some of you guys, it's one funnel to get to the next level. It's whatever it is for you. But I want you just to listen with those ears. Because if you're listening with the right ears, you're going to get it and you're going to hear it. Okay, I could have easily been in my inner circle meeting being like, oh, Natasha's paying me to be here. I'm not paying attention. But I was listening and I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So I want to make sure throughout this whole week, you guys are listening with your ears to hear the things that are here created for you. Okay. Um, this is a picture. Let me go back one slide. Okay, so this right here, um, a couple months ago, we did, a, we did an interview with Andrew Warner, who's the, the, um, the host of the Mixergy podcast, which is my favorite podcast. And um, I asked Andrew if he'd come and he'd interview me on the ClickFunnels startup story, because <laughs> um, I wanted to kind of tell the whole story. Obviously, a lot of times you guys hear parts of the story, but I was like, I want to tell the, the whole story. He's my favorite interviewer. So we flew, um, and it's funny, Andrew's famous. He does these um, things called Scotch Nights, where everyone gets together and they drink scotch. Um, I didn't know what scotch was. I thought he was talking about butterscotch, like candy. And I was like, what? And it turns out it's alcohol. I don't know these things, right? And then I was like, I want you to interview me. He's like, we could do a scotch. And I was like, but I'm Mormon. I don't drink scotch. And then I was like, wait a minute. There's this place in Utah. It's a bar, but it's called the Dry Bar. And he's like, what does that mean? I was like, it means they, it's a bar that they don't serve alcohol. Like, we should do the event there. And it turned out really cool. So we brought him and me, and we did this, like, butterscotch night. It was amazing at the Dry Bar Comedy Club. Um, and he interviewed me about the ClickFunnels startup story. How many of you guys have heard that interview? Okay. Um, the first half, it just went live on the podcast today, and the next half goes live in, like, two days. So if you guys want to hear the whole interview, it's, it's there. Um, but what's cool is before he did this, he, he does tons of research, and he's like, He's like, so show me the funnels you did before you launched ClickFunnels. And I was like, okay. So I went back in the, in the domain archives of every domain I've ever bought from the beginning of time till now, and all the ones that we actually produced. And there was like over 150 funnels that we had created and launched. In fact, here's a couple of them. I'm going to show you guys some pictures of all the stuff I tried before ClickFunnels. <coughs> in case any of you guys are wondering, like, when's my funnel going to work? You might need to do one or two or three or four, a whole bunch. So, this is just the ones that had good screenshots. There were a lot of other ones. <laughs> Ken? So, for any of you guys are like, oh, I tried my funnel, didn't work. This thing's a scam. It's like, you should try another one. I don't know. I did a lot of them before I found ClickFunnels. And some of you guys are like, I'm waiting for the perfect business. When the perfect business shows up, then I'll build a funnel. It's like, if I would have waited for, the, for this, if I would have waited for ClickFunnels, guess what would never have happened? I'd never have been ready to be able to run ClickFunnels. I would have ran it into the ground like two days in. I had to go through all of this to figure out how to lead you guys on this path. Okay? And the same thing's for you. Thank you. <laughs> in fact, it's funny. Um, the first time I tried to build ClickFunnels was in 2005. Um, and it was called click.com.com. How many of you guys came to the click.com.com event? 
<laughs> Nobody. <laughs> my wife's there. I got my one super fan. Thank you. <laughs> but what's amazing is uh, Dylan Jones, who was one of our original co-founders in ClickFunnels, I actually hired him to do the design initially. So if you look at this, these are the initial designs of click.com.com. We had sales processes. They weren't called sales funnels back then. But I tried this game a long time ago, back in 2005, trying to get this live. I understood this was the vision. I wanted to go, but I couldn't figure it out. And I tried, and I failed, and I tried, and I failed, and I tried, and I failed. It went over and over and over again. Um, and just didn't work for a long, long time. Okay? Until I had a funnel. And I was one funnel away from a success story. But what's interesting is that this funnel was a complete failure. And I'm telling you this story because how many of you guys have launched a funnel and it was a complete failure? <laughs> the rest of you guys just haven't tried yet? Like not even one? Come on now. <laughs> um, I want to share a story because we launched this funnel. Um, this was after I built a big company. Everything collapsed. I told this story a couple of Funnel Hacking Lives ago. And those who've gone through the One Funnel Way Challenge heard me tell the story. But uh, we built a company of 100 people. The whole thing collapsed. I had to fire 80 people in one day. And I'm not going to get into that whole story. But on the backside of that, I was trying to figure out, like, what am I going to do when I grow up? Which is a question I think all of us should ask ourselves at least once a week. I was like, what do I want to do when I grow up? And I'm laying in bed, stressed out, trying to figure out how we're going to make money. Like, I didn't have a vision or idea, and I went to Flippa.com. And Flippa's a, um, a website you can buy websites. So I'm on Flippa.com, and I'm just scrolling through on my, I think I was an iPad at the time, scrolling through, trying to find, like, what's the vision for this thing? And this website came up called championsound.com. And I looked at it, and it was an email text message autoresponder for bands. And I was like, oh, my gosh. What if I bought this, and it would be an email text message autoresponder for bands, but I could, like, rebrand it and make an email text message autoresponder for dentists and then make one for chiropractors and then for entrepreneurs and for like all these different businesses. And I was so excited. By morning, I had sold myself on the idea and I went to go buy the site and I didn't have them. It was $20,000, which we did not have at the time. But I was like, this is the vision. This is where we're going to go. So I bought championsound.com with money we didn't have, calling the banks, increasing credit limit. How many has ever done that before? <laughs> I'm like, I need this. This is important. This is the future. So buy this, buy championsound.com. And after we get it, I, I, have, I, I tell my programmers, like, hey, put it on our servers and we can start selling this. It's going to be amazing. And my programmer looks at it and he's like, I can't put it on your servers. I'm like, well, why not? He's like, well, it's coded in Ruby on Rails. I was like, what does that mean? And he's like, you know how you speak English? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know how other people speak Chinese? I'm like, yeah. He's like, this is written in Chinese. I only speak English. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, I can't help you. I was like, oh, crap. So then I'm like, okay, so I try to hire someone on Odesk. I'm like, hey, can you transfer this Ruby on Rails thing to a thing and to a server? I don't know what that even meant. And they were trying, and five or six people tried, and after about two weeks of trying, nobody could figure it out. I was like, great. I spent our last $20,000 we didn't have on this funnel, on this company, on this brand, and, we, and I can't even do anything with it. And I remember that day at the office, I was like, well, I just, I'm just going to walk away from it. Like, it's just a lost cause. <laughs> and then after I packed my computer, I was walking out the door, I stopped, and I had this thought. I'm so, so, so grateful that I listened to that voice. And it said, turn back around and email your list, because somebody on your list knows what Ruby on Rails is. I was getting emotional here. So I come back in, and this is like the, the lowest peak of my business, where everything just collapsed around me. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing, or how we're going to survive, or what we're going to do. And I emailed my little customer list at the time. I said, hey, I'm looking for a partner. I bought this thing. It's coded in Ruby on Rails. If anyone you know Ruby on Rails, I'd love to be, you know, I need somebody to help me on this, this thing. Sent the email out, and a couple hours later, I get an email back from a guy. And, uh, and I never met him before. He sends me this email. He's like, hey, I know Ruby on Rails, and I'd love to partner with you on this. He's like, send me the login. I'll see if I can fix it. So I sent him the login that I'd gotten from the guy I bought it from, and I didn't even know what it meant. I'm like, here you go. 
And I went, and then I, I went home. Next morning, I come back, and, uh, and then there's a message from him. He's like, hey, man, I, I fixed it. It's good. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, it's, it's done. I'm like, it's, it's done? He's like, yeah, I fixed it. And I, when I was in there, I found all these other bugs and stuff. I fixed those as well. I got those working, and, like, and now, it's, now it's, all, it's all done. I was like, are you kidding me? And, um, and it started my friendship with this person. And that friendship grew over the next two or three years. We worked together on projects. And um, the day that we had the idea for ClickFunnels, we sat in a room for about a week, whiteboarding out the whole vision of it. And, uh, and on the way, taking him back to the airport, he was flying back home where he lives in Atlanta. He said one thing before we got out of the car. He said, hey, really quick though, if we're going to do this whole ClickFunnels thing, I don't want to be like an employee. I want to be your, your partner. I remember being so scared, like, ah, oh, I don't know if I, like I'm an entrepreneur, I control everything all the time. I was so scared. And in that moment, I made the second greatest decision in my life outside of marrying my wife. <laughs> and I told him yes. And that man is Todd Dickerson, who's my co-founder and partner in ClickFunnels. Let's give Todd a huge round of applause. Stand up. Todd, come on out. What's up? Oh, man. Wow. This What's up, Funnel Hackers? Woo! <laughs> wow. That was amazing. Thank you for that insane intro. <laughs> I'm emotional, so you're up now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is Todd. He has been the best partner, the best friend, the best mentor um, that anybody could ever ask for. And he was the one who initially sat down and built ClickFunnels um, after I tried for decades to make it work. And he did it like in a weekend. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit longer than that. Most of that was true. <laughs> um, so really quick, I'll show you guys something really quick. So this was actually, that's the right slide. So September 23rd, 2014, this was the day that changed my life and all of your guys' life forever. Even though nobody knew it, this was the day that ClickFunnels officially went live. How many of you guys remember that day? Yeah, three of you. <laughs> yeah, nobody really knows. So here's the backstory. We were one funnel away too, but we didn't know which funnel it was. So this is um, the initial branding and the logos from ClickFunnels. So we picked that one. You guys could all be wearing completely different swag today had we picked a different logo. This is um, us in front of the whiteboard. There's Todd, and this is our, one of our other original co-founders, uh, Dylan Jones, sitting in front of the whiteboard, mapping out what ClickFunnels was going to become. We launched it the first time. Nobody really bought it. Then we built another funnel, we launched it, and we really bought it. And the third, the fourth, the fifth, I think it was the sixth time um, we got invited to speak at an event. And this is the picture from the event. It was in a room with about 100 people. And I did the very first time I ever did the ClickFunnels presentation. We did the presentation, and um, like 35% of the room ran to the back and bought. And I remember like, we were all excited, and that night we went to dinner, and we were sitting around, and I was like, just so you guys know, like, that's, not, that's not normal. Like, what just happened is... Like, this is, it's game on. Like, this is going to change everything. We went from that point forward and started growing like crazy. So I'm going to have Todd go some, some of the, the stats of what's been happening ever since that day when we launched ClickFunnels. Yeah, absolutely. So after that presentation, Russell's like, it's game over. We're going to be at 10,000 customers next week, which didn't quite happen. But We're close. by the end of year one, we actually did hit 10,000. Yes. It's crazy, crazy. Then followed by year two, 20,000, doubling over. Then year three, crazy growth with the books and the amazing training that Russell was putting out, 50,000 customers. Year four last year, Funnel Hacking Live, we were 60,000. This year, as of today, we are at 76,000, 76,000 customers. How crazy is that? So insane. That was amazing. 
And uh, Devon alluded to this earlier. We processed over $2.5 billion in sales through Stripe alone. All of that you guys. All of you guys have done $2.5 billion in sales. So crazy. Which is actually $1.5 billion more than last year. So in a year, you guys did $1.5 billion. So just to give you a comparison here, last year GDP ranking. We showed you guys this last year. If you took all the GDP of all the countries in the world, ClickFunnels right now is number 15 highest GDP in the world. Which you know what that means? Check out next slide. If there was a country <laughs> and our people were called funnel hackers, we would have higher GDP than 15 other countries. And I'm kind of thinking about, do you guys like this venue? Like, I feel like we're in funnel hacker, like our own little city here. What if we all just moved here and lived here and took over like 15 other countries? <laughs> funnel hacker eyes. Let's do it. I like it. Let's do it. Check this out. So we also, the two comma club winners, we're up to 505 total winners, which I got an update right before I came out here. It's actually 506 now. So Congratulations, somebody. Yes. <laughs> and that's actually 241 new ones in the past 12 months alone since Model Hacking It's amazing. Last year. So insane. Good, Good job, guys. you guys. And then we have the Two Comma Club X Award, which is the eight-figure award. There have been 38 total winners for that now, and 22 of those in the past 12 months alone. Amazing. And in order to keep serving you guys, we've had to grow our team like crazy. We're up to 251 amazing people serving you guys right now. 252. Again, as of yesterday, we had a new hire. So there you go. If any of you guys need jobs, we're looking for people. Yes, we're looking for a big army to serve. That's 132 customer support people, 43 people working on product development with me every day and 26 people in marketing working with Russell every single day to provide amazing stuff for you guys. It's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so how many of you guys want to see what else craziness has happened in the last 12 months since we hung out last time? Okay, we got a video we're gonna show you. This was, um, we've always wanted to do this. This is the first year we actually did. This is the ClickFunnels year in review. So all the craziness that happened since we um, hung out with you guys 12 months ago, um, we're gonna turn the house lights down and watch this video together. Hey, that's me, Russell. Now, I was a regular kid from Utah. I was pretty terrible in school. I was an aspiring wrestler, and overall, I was fairly ADHD. At the age of six, I got my very first job working for my parents, weeding the garden and picking vegetables. Now, the job was good, had a steady paycheck, I got health insurance, but then I thought, I hate eating beets. What if I just sold these instead? Now, by age 15, I became completely obsessed with creating and selling stuff, such as potato guns. Credit boredom. That was awesome for Russell Brunson's success. He and a friend thought it would be fun to go online and find out how to make a potato gun. It wasn't long that he discovered over 18,000 people were doing the same thing. There's a potato gun form that has 6,500 registered members on there. So Russell said to himself, I bet I could make a product and probably sell it to all those people that are looking for it. But there comes a time in your life when you realize potato guns don't really have a global market. So I thought, what if I created something even better? And also, what if I was wearing a better shirt? Well, it didn't come quick. After years of selling products and courses and events, I finally found a better way of running any business. You see, everyone their grandma had a website, but very few actually made a difference in their business at all. There are too many options and pretty images, but zero personality and no sales strategy. So I asked some people who were way smarter than me to partner up on an idea and went to war with websites. And we wanted to do things differently. No VCs or roundtables telling us what to do. 
Instead of creating a software, we wanted to create a movement. Instead of focusing on profits, we wanted to focus on impact and on legacy, on being an example that it's okay to be different. So to do that, we'd have to be bold, loud, and disruptive. And we were. So what happened in 2018? Well, first of all, growth. ClickFunnels had over 70,000 active monthly users, and those users built over 4 million funnels and processed $2.4 billion in sales. That's billion with a B. Now, numbers are impressive, but we realized the true importance of what we do at our annual Funnel Hacking Live event, which grew from 600 people to over 3,500 people. Now, we had Tony Robbins speaking in this year because he's the man. We awarded another 168 Two Comic Club winners, which makes over 400 total. Plus this year, we had over 17 people who made more than $10 million inside of a funnel. So because of that, we created a new award called Two Comic Club X. It comes with a bigger plaque and a Funnel Hacker diamond ring. This is two ounces of white gold, four carats of diamonds, and yellow gold ClickFunnels logo in the middle. On top of that, we purchased the dream car for 16 of our affiliates. And check this out, one of our affiliates made over a million dollars in commission just by promoting ClickFunnels. It's insane. Isn't that amazing? Now, affiliates are just an extension of our team, which continues to grow, by the way. This year, we hired over 48 more full-time employees. It keeps growing here, so we're like, we need another office. So we're actually buying the land behind the office to build a super office. Take you guys to the new office that we just moved into. We opened an office in Atlanta, one in Grand Rapids, Michigan, plus created a full-blown production studio up in Toronto. Not to mention the fact that we went from just six to over 15 full-time developers working remotely all around the world. And by the way, we're still hiring. This was also our first year of taking social media seriously. We created season two of Funnel Hacker TV, which got over 1.5 million views. We also grew Funnel Fridays, the Marketing Secrets podcast, and had a chance to interview tons of cool people like Tony Robbins, Ty Lopez, Billy Jean, and a whole bunch more, which motivated us to do lots of crazy stuff like kayaking in a storm. If you haven't yet, click above to subscribe. I've always had a goal of building my dream house, which was a mix of being super fun and also being super productive. And this year I had a chance to actually see that through. Nine trampolines, a volleyball and a basketball court, a soccer and a football field, float tank, a cryo sauna, a workout room, a wrestling room, a tennis court. Basically, there will never be a birthday party at any other kid's house besides ours. So in February, we got invited to speak at Grant Cardone's live event with over 9,000 people here. So, and we had a goal. With a ton of planning, rule breaking, and risk, and a little bit of choreography, we sold over $3.2 million. He is now the highest paid speaker on the planet. He had basically broken a world record. So it kind of created a lot of buzz. So because of that, we decided to create a course teaching people how to sell from stage. Everyone in the office got a two comic club award, and they were pretty excited. On top of hosting our own events, we had a chance to go attend a bunch of events as well. In fact, our favorite one was we went to San Francisco to the Dreamforce event. And at that event, I had a chance to hear Mark Benioff speak to over 170,000 business owners. While we were there at Silicon Valley, we had a chance to see tons of tech companies and help me to see the vision for what ClickFunnels is going to become in the future. Now, the next part of the story got a little bit ridiculous. We jumped in a plane and flew to Chicago to meet Grant Cardone, but unfortunately, Grant got the dates wrong. So I called my friend Brian, took his private jet, came and picked us up, and then flew us to Miami, and then meet Grant Cardone, who then flew us back to Chicago. And in the air, we tricked Grant into building his very first funnel for 10X GrowthCon, which, by the way, this year is gonna have over 35,000 entrepreneurs in the audience. And guess who's gonna be speaking? Steve Harvey and me. Recently, we went to Provo, Utah with Andrew Warner from Mixergy to tell the ClickFunnels startup story. We also invited J.P. Sears to come and completely roast me. Um, after that, we made a video with J.P. Sears where he revealed he's actually bald. We also made a video with Brandon Carter. 
Basically, this year we've been doing tons of experimenting with new school and influencer style marketing to grow our brand. But for all my OGs out there, don't worry, we're sticking to the classics. In fact, this year we did an old school PBS style telethon to actually sell tickets to Funnel Hacking Live. Dude, watch the show! On top of all the other awesome marketing stuff, we're also consistently upgrading ClickFunnels to better serve you. In fact, recently we created a new plugin um, where you put the thing into the funnel and it increases how much money you make and how you get more emails. Hey, I got this. Oh, thank you. Over the years, we've gotten a ton of great feedback from you guys, which is why we've worked hard this year to deliver over 290 updates and a few amazing features, like the ability to use Facebook Messenger to notify your customers, desktop notifications, and an integrated email service provider platform. We know how it feels when technical hurdles can get in your way. We also know how it feels when things go smooth and you look like a rock star. It's your needs, your requests that push us to make ClickFunnels better every single day. We listen, we deploy, and we strive to give you the tools you need to go out and change the world in your own way. Our Funnel Hacker families are doing extremely well, but we're also doing a lot of good. The ClickFunnels mission is to liberate and educate the world. And because of that, this year we partnered with two amazing charities. The first being Village Impact. We gave them a check for $133,000, and me and a few Funnel Hackers actually flew to Kenya to open up our third school. We told our community all about all of you, and our community wanted to help. On top of that, we also funded a feature film for Operation Underground Railroad to aid the fight against modern-day slavery. In less than 48 hours, we were able to raise over a million dollars for them at Funnel Hacking Live. Thank you. This couldn't have happened without ClickFunnels. Funnel hackers are changing the world. And the best part about all of this is the fact that we spend more time with our family. For example, this year, I launched a new coaching program. I'm coaching my kids' wrestling team. It doesn't make me emotional at all. I was able to take my wife to her dream concert, the Kelly Clarkson concert, which, by the way, congratulations on winning American Idol. I had a chance to spend tons of quality time with my parents, trying to explain to them exactly what I do. They still don't get it. But the good news is they finally stopped telling me to get a real job. And last, I was able to take my family to McCall, Idaho, to complete disconnect. In fact, this is the first year I've ever disconnected from phones and funnels and everything. In fact, because I felt so good to be completely disconnected, I'm officially announcing my retirement. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm not retiring. I gotta go to work. Where's Todd at? This year has so many other amazing moments I'm never gonna forget. So get ready for rapid fire. So an additional 24,000 copies of Expert Secrets plus 23,000 copies of Dotcom Secrets and lit one of them on fire and shot it with a potato gun. I won the Entrepreneur of the Year Award and got to wear a suit. We shot our second infomercial with the Harmon Brothers and awkwardly got to act in that one. Placed it in the Inc. 500 list of the fastest growing companies. Spoke at a Tony Robbins event. Raced supercars around Miami. Didn't know how to work the door. You know how to drive these things? Where's the park? Help. <laughs> and I got to fly a plane. We ran out of office space in the walls for the two Comic Club Awards. Went on a safari and made out with a giraffe. Flew in a helicopter over Las Vegas and also Wyoming. Saw Metallica Live twice. And this year we officially launched 30days.com, One Funnel Way Challenge, 10X Secrets, and The Mother Funnel. Which leads us to here. It's the new year. We got 350 funnel hackers cruising through the Caribbean. Yeah! So that's all cool. But this year means nothing without the lessons that we've learned. So for me, there's really been three major breakthroughs. Number one, the importance of goal setting. Strive for the impossible, the unheard of, the absurd dreams you've always had. And even if you don't always hit it, it's way more fun than being realistic. Number two, the greatest motivation in business will not come from how much money you make, the stuff you own, or the vacation you take. It comes from seeing the results of the people you're trying to help. When you focus on their results, you'll get all the motivation you need. Number three, 
In business, there isn't any glory without having amazing people to share it with. Share the ideas, the struggles, the late nights, and the energy drinks. Share the ambition. And when you do that, you'll find it becomes even bigger than you ever could have imagined. As a small town kid from Utah, I can't even begin to explain how grateful I am for everything that's happened, the good and the bad. This year's pushed me and those around me to the highest degree. And these highlights and experiences have just been the byproduct of the greatest reward of all, which is seeing you guys, the funnel hackers, the misfits, the crazy ones, the ones who see things differently, the ones who embraced our differences and went out to make a real difference in the world, building life by design instead of by default and encouraging others to do the same. Together, we're serving the world at large. In 2018, we're just getting started. You know, I love you, and you know just how proud I am of you, and you know we're going to do this. Everyone else here also believes in us. Will you marry me? Somebody just qualified for the two comma club. Might get Before. I know this is just starting very emotional. Thank you guys. Thank you. <clears throat> Our mission at ClickFunnels is to help free all entrepreneurs so that you guys can focus on changing lives of your customers. And that's our goal and our mission for this entire week. We're so excited. We've got so many amazing speakers who are coming here to serve you guys. We don't pay our speakers. They come uh, because they love you, because they've been in the same spot you are. Half our speakers were in the chairs last year sitting here. And this year they're up here to serve and give back to you. I'm so grateful for all of them. Now, um, one last thing before uh, we move into the presentation. I feel like if we're going to move from 76,000 customers to 760,000 and beyond and build this community even bigger, I think one of the big things we need to do is we have to start changing some of our language patterns. We have to stop being marketing nerdy geeks. How many of you guys are willing to help me with this? Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk more about this later, but I think one of the big things that we've been struggling with trying to get our message out to more people is we're using things like tripwire funnels and high ticket application funnel and like all these geeky nerdy things 
And so we're going to try to simplify the language. I'm going to talk a lot more about this throughout the next year. Um, is just trying to get things more simple. So um, I got some pictures here of just some stuff. Like instead of calling things like squeeze page funnels, which is like when I tell my buddy who's a chiropractor, like, you, you need a squeeze page funnel. He's like, what does that mean? But I was like, well, it's like a funnel that generates leads. He's like, why don't you call the lead funnel? I'm like, oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, the next thing you need is a tripwire funnel. He's like, that sounds really dangerous. I was like, yeah, but it's like, I explained, it's like, it sounds like kind of like a shopping cart. I'm like, oh, yeah, like it is. We call them cart funnels. And it kind of went through, and you'll see, like, instead of webinar, like, what's a webinar? It's a presentation funnel. What's an application? It's a phone funnel. And so we're going to try to start making our language more simple so that we can get more people into our community and start understanding what we're doing. So we're going to go through more of that later, but just I want to simplify the names. Um, all right, with that said, I want you guys all to give Todd a huge round of applause for his huge contribution to this community. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, man. Okay, now we can get started, now that all the tears are out. Whew. Okay, so what I want to do right now, I want to kind of move into um, uh, my first like, training portion of this, and I wanted to lead this out. How many of you guys have even gone through the One Funnel Away Challenge? Yeah. Okay, those of you who have gone through it, if you know, I stress a lot about one simple thing, which was hook, story, offer. I talked a lot about that, and I want to talk about that for the next hour or so, because um, throughout this week, you're going to be learning about a lot of different types of funnels, right? About challenge funnels and summit funnels and, and like all these different things. And some of you guys may get confused, but I want you to understand like the core fundamental like foundation of what you have to become good at as an entrepreneur is understanding this one concept, which is mastering hook, story, offer. And so I'm going to spend some time going over that. Hook, story, offer. Um, I, I gave everybody a handout that came with your, um, should be on your seats. You guys take notes on stuff like that. But one of the things I, it says in there, I think on the very front page, is that if something's not working in your funnel, it's always either your hook, your story, or your offer. Every time. Aaron's was like, my funnel's not working, Russell, what should I do? I look at it, I'm like, oh, your hook is horrible. That's why nobody's clicking on your ad. Or, hey, your hook's good, people showed up, but your story's boring, that's why no one's buying. Or it's like, you hooked and you told a good story, but man, that offer was horrible. No one would ever give you money for that. And I've learned, like, as I broke it down consulting to, like, three things, like, it's always one of these three things. Okay, so I'm going to spend the next hour or so going over this, giving you guys ideas and like opening up your mind to becoming better at that. If you become better at that, this framework fits into any funnel. Okay, if I'm selling a book, I got to be good at hook, story, offer. If I'm selling something through the phone, hook, story, offer. If I'm selling something through webinars, hook, story, like this is the framework that we all have to become masters at. So I want to lead with that today. And then as everyone else starts training on different funnels and strategies, um, you just remember like if my funnel's not working, it's because of one of these three things every single time. Okay? If you were to hire me for my insanely high consulting rates, like, Russell, my funnel's not working. What should I do? I'd just be like, thanks for the check. It's either your hook or your story or offer. So next time you're like, man, I wish Russell just look at my funnel. Just sit down and be like, huh, what would Russell say? He would say, it's either your hook, your story, or your offer. Okay? It's always one of those three things every single time. Okay? So with hook, story, offer, that's, it goes hook, story, offer. But I'm going to start with the offer first and then move backwards just because that's kind of the framework how it works. Okay? So the offer, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of you guys have gone through like my training with perfect webinar and stuff like that, so you see this thing called a stack slide. How many of you guys are familiar with a stack slide? Good. Okay, the stack slide is how we create an offer, okay? And even if you're not doing a webinar, you still create a stack slide. There is no circumstance when I ever sell that I don't use a stack slide. If I was emailing somebody and they were like, hey, what does it cost to hire you as a consultant or hire you to do whatever? I would literally send them an email and I'd have a stack slide. I just have like 
4.1, value, 2, value, 3. Like, I would use this in everything. Okay, so, and I'm going to show you guys some examples today. It doesn't matter if you're selling coaching or supplements or physical products or services. Like, you should always have this. Okay? Now, to begin with, I want to talk about one of the founding fathers of our industry. A lot of you guys may not even know him or heard of him. His name is Claude Hopkins. How many of you guys have heard of Mr. Claude Hopkins? All right, all my OGs, all the originals. Okay, this is your marketing history lesson. So, Claude Hopkins was the father of modern advertising. And what's interesting is way back then in the early 1900s, what they called, um, what he was called, like what his job was, he was what they called a scheme man. Okay, he was a scheme man. What the scheme men did is they came into a company and their whole job was to come up with the offer. That was it. The most important part, which is the offer. Okay, now to show you the value, even in like the late 1800s, early 1900s, the value of becoming a scheme man, the person who actually creates the offer, Claude Hopkins back then <coughs> was paid um, $52,000 a year in 1907. Okay, now the equivalent of that, that's $1.39 million in today's dollars. They paid this dude over a million bucks a year to come in and be like, this is what your offer is. Okay? And most of you guys never even think about this. You just kind of go off and like do whatever. And I'm not going to, I'm excited. Stephen Larson's going to be talking uh, in two presentations. He's going to go deep into like a whole bunch of really cool offer stuff with you guys. But what I understand, like this is the value of like the most important part of offer. You have to understand that. This is it's so valuable that back then they paid people that much money to come create offers for them. Okay? So it's worth your time to start figuring these things out. Okay? Now I want to, kind of talk about what an offer isn't for a minute, um, because most people in business, they think about like, what's the product I'm going to create, okay? And the biggest problem when you create a product is that when you have a product, it is a commodity, and anybody else can, can create it, right? And if you have a product and it's a commodity, all, when you're trying to figure out how to sell it, the only thing you have like as leverage is price, right? Okay? That's why when you go to Amazon, like someone's selling the thing at this price, it's like, oh, well, if I'm going to beat them, I got to sell it for less, and I got to sell it for less, and less, and less, and less, and like, it's a race to the bottom, which is the worst type of business to be in, by the way. Okay? Dan Kennedy told me when I first got started, man, 14, 15 years ago in this business, he said that um, there is no strategic advantage of being the second lowest price leader in town. So if you can't be Walmart, like, there's no sense of being the lowest price leader in town. But there's a huge strategic advantage of being the most expensive person in town, Right? So if you're creating something like you can create a product and become a commodity and you're racing to the bottom, or you understand how to create an offer which decommoditizes you, I'll show you here in a minute, and it makes it so you can charge whatever you want, okay? So that's kind of the key you have to understand. So a product is like a one singular thing. An offer is we take a product and you bundle it with a bunch of other things to increase the value and to make it unique and separate and different, right? If I would have sold this as a digital marketing event, there's like 800 digital marketing events you could have gone to, Right? Why did you guys fly here in the middle of the rain? It's because it's different, right? It wasn't just a product. It's not a marketing event. It's a whole bunch of other stuff. When you bought ClickFunnels, most of you guys didn't buy it because you're like, oh, here's software that builds websites. There's tons of software that builds websites, right? We created irresistible offers and bundled them together to make you go crazy to come and buy and to come here and do things, right? I spent a ton of time focusing on how to create an offer. Now, one thing you have to understand, um, there are basically, there's two ways to make your product the cheapest in town. Um, the best way to illustrate this. The first way is, is obvious, right? If you want to be the cheapest product in town, you have to decrease the price, which again, funnel hackers don't do that, okay? We don't, we should make a t-shirt that says that. Funnel hackers do not decrease prices, okay? If you decrease the price, you become cheaper than somebody else. The other thing is if you increase the value of what you're offering, then you become cheaper, right? Okay? Because if I sell you something and it's worth a million dollars and I only sell it for a thousand, that's cheaper than the person who sells you something for a thousand bucks that's worth a thousand bucks. Does that make sense? 
Okay, so I can either decrease the price or I can increase the value to increase the, the value of the thing. And if you look at this, it's interesting. I had this conversation with my, ki- conversation with my kids the other day. Like, um, how much money you make is 100% tied to how much value you give. It's 100% correlation. So my kids were asking me, my kids are cute because they're the age where they're trying to start figuring things out. And, um, and uh, one of my sons, Bowen, was like, Dad, it doesn't make any sense. Um, this guy over here is one of our friends. He's like, he's a doctor, and he, he's way better than you, but you make way more money than him. How come? <laughs> and uh, I, said, I said, well, you get paid based on how much value you offer. He's like, but Dad, like, he like, operates on people. That's way more valuable than what you do. And I smile. I said, it's definitely more difficult. Like, that's, I can't imagine that. But I said, you don't understand. He's only able to operate on one human being at a time. So he's offering insane amounts of value for one person. And so because of that, he gets paid really, really well, but it's, it's finite. It's as big as it can be. I was like, I'm able to offer value to 4,500 people or 76,000 people or a million people because I create something of value and I can create it so, so many more times. And so I said, that's the reason I'm able to make more money than doctors because of how that works. And I kept explaining this to him. And so I told him, I was like, look, if you want to get a job, you get paid based on how much value you have, right? Okay, so like if you get a job at McDonald's and, and they're paying, you know, whatever, what's minimum wage nowadays, eight bucks an hour, I'm like, that's how much value you're, you're getting. But I was like, but if you go and you can create something, you can do something bigger, the value is so much higher and you can get paid more money for that, okay? And I was trying to explain this to, to a kid, which is, really, which is really fun. So the whole name of this game is you're creating funnels and you're figuring out your hook, your store, your offer. You're trying to increase the value, okay? So the offer increases the value of whatever it is you're trying to sell, Okay? So I'm going to show you some practical life examples. So the first one here is dating. Okay? Now, when I met my beautiful wife, Colette, the very first time, there were tons of men who wanted to date her. And um, I was just a product. I'm like, hey, I'm, a, I'm like wearing baggy pants and like I have a shaved head and glasses. And like, like I was like, that was the product. And that's the best I had, right? <laughs> there were much better looking like dudes who dress nice, all sorts of stuff. And I was like, if I, like looking at me in, in like a lineup, it's like, man, there's much better offers out there, much better products, right? Because I was a commodity at that time. So it's like, okay, if I'm going to convince my wife to marry me, who's way more beautiful than me, what do I got to do? It's like, hey, I have to like, I have to create an offer. I have to make this better, right? And this is true for any of the single men who are trying to figure out how things work. Like, you got to bundle, right? So if I'm like, hey, do you want to go on a date with me? She's like, I got to ask my four other people this week. I'm like, hey, this is the deal. I planned a date. It's going to be amazing. What we're going to do is we're going to go to dinner. And what's your favorite place to eat? Oh, yeah, we're going to go there. And then what, what, what do you like to do? And we, like, plan an actual date and make an amazing offer. Then she's like, she's not judging me versus somebody else, product versus product. She's like, oh, man, that experience seems amazing, right? And the offer's better, okay? And so um, when you're dating, it's the same thing, right? When your business partners, when Todd came to me as a business partner, he had so much value. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm a programmer. I'm like, I'm a programmer who can turn your, 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 dreams, in, uh, your dreams into a vision, like, into reality, right? I can do this. I can do this. I can, like, and all of a sudden becomes this amazing offer. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can't say no. The value gets so big, right? Okay, so it works in dating. It also works for movies. How many of you guys are pumped to see this movie next week? How many of you guys have no idea what movie this is? <laughs> okay, so if I came up to you and I was like, hey, uh, Captain Marvel's coming out next week. Who wants to go with me? This room is, is fine. If I walked into normal, I'm like, who wants to go to Captain Marvel with me? They'd be like, ah. But I'm like, this is the deal. Okay. Um, Captain Marvel's coming out. 
I am so excited to come see this movie. So I'm so excited. What I did is actually it comes out, it comes out on my birthday. March 8th is my birthday. That's the day it comes live. But the night before, they're doing a private screening in Boise. And I saw a commercial for it the other day. And on the commercial, it said, hey, the movie's coming out. Make sure to book your tickets now. And I was like, oh. So I went to the little app, the Fandango app. And I looked at the theater. There's only one theater playing it at 730 night, night before. And the half of the theater's taken. And I was like, oh, my gosh, half the theater's taken. So I bought the other half. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> Clep's like, why do you keep buying all these tickets? I'm like, I don't know. I'm sure someone's going to want to hang out with me. <laughs> so if I was like, this is the deal. You can come to Boise with me, and we're all going to go together. We've got half the theater just for Funnel Hackers. It's going to be amazing. Okay, that went from a movie, like a $20 movie, to like this experience, right? And, if I, and then ahead of time, we're going to do, we're going to go to my favorite sushi restaurant. There's a roll called the Rattlesnake Roll, and it's like this little podunk, like strip joint in Boise that seems kind of weird, but they literally have the best sushi on planet Earth. I always bring people and they're like, oh yes, Boise, uh, sushi in Boise is going to be great. And then they have and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest sushi I've ever had. I'm like, I know. How many of you guys have been there with me? A couple, yeah, it's insane. So what we're going to do is we're going to go sushi first. I'm going to introduce you guys to the rattlesnake roll, best roll on planet Earth. Then we're going to go, we have a separate funnel hacker section. We're going to watch Captain Marvel together. Third thing is I'm going to buy costumes for each of us and all of us get to pick somebody. It's going to be amazing. Um, and uh, it's going to be awesome. And then fourth off, after it's done, we'll go back to my house. And then we'll, like, we'll uh, just goof off. We'll play in the wrestling. We'll play on the tramps and stuff. It'll be amazing. Okay? How many of you want to come to that movie now? Yeah. So you see how I increased the value? Like, I went from like, oh, it's a twenty. Oh, I'm going to go to the movie to like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to book a plane and we're going to fly there tonight. Right? Just by increasing the offer. Okay? So if someone's not buying your thing, it's because your offer's not good. How do you increase the offer? How do you make it better? Okay, always think how to make it better, how to make it better. Okay, we have a product we sell right now. It's two pieces of paper. We sell it for a thousand bucks. How many of you guys will give me a thousand bucks for two pieces of paper? <laughs> My diehards, thank you. <laughs> All right, well, we, did, we literally do. So I have two pieces. It's a sales script, our high ticket sales script. It's two pieces of paper. We sell it for a thousand bucks. And uh, if you look at it, you're like, I would never pay a thousand bucks for two pieces of paper, Russell. And most people wouldn't, but I'm like, these two pieces of paper, guess what they are? This is our high ticket sales script. Okay? To date, we've done just short of $30 million in sales with these two pieces of paper. You, someone pick up the phone, you read this one, and then you read the other side, and then they give you money. It's amazing. It just works every single time. And I didn't make it up. Um, people have been using it for years. There's been billions of dollars in sales tracked back to these two pages. And the person I know in the world who's the best, this is a guy named Robbie. In fact, Robbie's here in the room. Where's Robbie at? He's here somewhere. He's probably out doing... So Robbie is the one who showed me the script initially, and he trained me, and then he trained our sales guys and built a whole team, and he did everyone not. Okay? So... For the thousand bucks, I'll give you two pages, but then I'll also give you Robbie in a box. So how do you guys like Robbie to make videos to train your entire sales team just for you? It's amazing, right? So you hire salespeople, you give them these two pages, you say, watch the videos of Robbie teaching you. They watch those for like three hours, and they come out, ruthless salespeople can sell anybody anything, right? And then you're like, but that's cool, but I don't have any ads. I'm like, okay, well, how about this? Um, I will give you the ads we run, and I'll give you the funnels I run. I'll just give those to you as well, right? And then... Um, how about I can uh, hook up a call where you can jump on the call with Robbie for 30 minutes. He'll train your salespeople one-on-one to make sure it customizes the script specifically for you. Now, how many of you guys pay a thousand bucks for that offer? Okay. Do you see how it works? Like it went from two pieces of paper to I bundle it all. So it's like, oh my gosh, I have to have that. Okay. If people aren't buying, again, it's the always hook story offer. If it's your offer, it's because you don't have, you got to figure out how to make it better, how to increase it. Okay. The one funnel away challenge, the same thing. This is a challenge where you get to jump on a coaching call every day for 30 days. See the energy like, oh. 
Now let me tell you all the stuff you get. The first thing you get is you get the big old box in the mail. Inside the box is a book called 30days.com where uh, 30 people of our Two Comic Club winners each wrote a chapter about how they got in the Two Comic Club. And then there's videos of them showing behind the scenes of each of their funnels. And then on top of that, you're going to get 30 days of video from me. Then you get 30 days of video from, uh, from Julie Stoyne. And then on top of that, Stephen Larson's going to come on every single day and yell at you and make sure you actually get the stuff done. By the time they're done, your funnel's going to be finished. And we go on and on and on. All of a sudden, like, this is like the most irresistible offer of all time. Okay? The first challenge, we had 7,500 people sign up for it. My goal is to get 10,000 people a month signing up for this challenge. We keep making the offer better and better and better. Okay? If you want to sell more stuff, figure out your offer and make it sexier. Increase it. Make it better. Okay? So the question then is like, well, how do you, how do, you do that? Okay? Some guys are like, I sell this thing. How do I make it sexier? How do I, how do I make an offer? So the fastest way to increase an offer is to bulk it up by adding other types of information products. So I'm going to go through a couple ways that you guys can create quick information products to bulk up any offer without actually having to write a book. Does that sound like fun? All right, cool. So I'm going to go through three different things you can do. Number one, there are written words, but I'm going to show you how to do it without actually writing any words. Number two is audio, and number three is video. This will give you guys ideas so nobody will ever say, well, I can't create an offer, Russell. Like you can, with these things I'm going to show you, you can create millions and millions of offers. In fact, if you start looking at everything I do, you'll notice it's always one of these three things I'm using to bulk up my offers every single time. Okay, so the first are written things. So um, the first thing I want to show you guys is, um, how many of you guys would love to have a book, but you don't want to write a book? <laughs> okay, books are the most painful part of everything I've ever done ever, by far. Um, so this is a book that was a crowdsourced book called Chicken Soup for the Soul. How many of you guys have read Chicken Soup for the Soul? Okay, how many of you guys have read one of the like, eight million versions since then? Okay, the most amazing thing about this book is that the authors who wrote this book didn't actually write any of the words in the books. Isn't that great? Yet they still made millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Okay, um, the other day my son came into my little office. It was Bowen again. He came in and he saw this book and he said, Dad, is that your new book? And I said, yeah. He's like, you wrote another new book? I was like, well, kind of. He's like, what do you mean kind of? I'm like, well, I wrote the title. And that was it. He's like, did you cheat? I'm like, no, I didn't cheat. <laughs> I said, I had 30 people who got two Comic Club awards write how they would get a two Comic Club award if they could do it again. And he's like, and then they just wrote the chapter. I said, yeah, and I put it in a book, and then we sell the book. He's like, but you didn't write anything. I'm like, I wrote the, I wrote the title. It's a really good title. And he's like, I don't think that's a real book, Dad. I'm like, no, it really is. Okay? How many of you guys decide whatever business you're in could find a whole bunch of experts and whatever it is, and you could write a book like this? This book alone, um, we did the very first launch of the One Funnel Away Challenge where we gave this away and we closed it down for like four months. People were um, auctioning these things off. Someone sold one for over $500 on eBay. People were going crazy for this book, right? Now when we launch One Funnel Away Challenge again, we're like, you guys get this book and people flip out. People buy it just because they want the book. And I didn't write a word of it, okay? So I don't, think about this, like how, how could you guys, like Chicken Soup for the Souls trailblazed it for us. I've trailblazed it for you. How could you guys do that same thing in your market? Find people around you and say, hey, let me interview you. Let me interview 30 of you or 20 of you or 10 of you and put it together. Make a book. Make a, like, there's a million things you can do with that, but it's a fast, easy way to create a book. You don't actually have to do it. Okay, number two way to get written uh, books really fast is to compile examples of stuff. How many of you guys read my 108 split test book? Okay, this is literally just screenshots of 108 of our split tests, and people go crazy for it, Okay. How many of you guys are doing stuff in your business or whatever it is you do that you have like this byproduct? We weren't planning on selling this. We were just doing split tests and it takes screenshots of the split test. And eventually like two years later, like we should just put these all in a book. We just compiled a whole bunch of examples and we sold it. Okay. This right here. How many of you guys are members of Funnel University? 
Every month we find a couple of funnels, and we compile them and talk about them, and we show them to people. They're not my funnels, they're other people's funnels. We just find the cool ones, and we show them, and we put them in a newsletter. Okay? How many of you guys have seen this book, The 74 Funnel Swipe File? None of you guys have seen it yet. Another product coming out soon to a funnel near you, right? Same thing. We're just compiling cool stuff. How many of you guys have seen cool stuff before? All right. You should just compile it then and then make a book. And then it's amazing. More people probably read this book than my other books that I spend years slaving on to write. And they're like, oh, this is way better. Okay? And one of my favorite ones, this is kind of a tricky one. How many of you guys have ever heard of the public domain before? This is where Walt Disney got all of his ideas, by the way. He never wrote anything. He just like went to the public domain. He's like, oh, sweet. Someone wrote a story about a beauty and the beast or about the, the snow princess or about all these things, found these public domain stories and produced movies out of it. Okay, anything that was written pre-1923 in the United States is in the public domain. You can republish it as your own. Okay, one of my friends, Matt Fury, he took this old 1914 uh, uh, wrestling course of Farmer Burns, published it in a book, made over a million dollars selling that course. Okay, um, have you guys read Think and Grow Rich, Master Key Systems, tons of the books that you guys are know and you are aware of are all in the public domain. You can republish them. So there's two places I go for public domain stuff. Number one, I go to Gutenberg.org. Everything on Gutenberg.org is in the public domain. They, they, they just published, there's like 50,000 ebooks there. You can find one in your market. You can take it and republish it as your own. The second secret, I go to eBay. And at eBay, in the nonfiction book section, you can search by years. So I search by year and I start typing keywords in my market. And you'll be amazed at how many amazing books have been written that people are selling on eBay for $1.50. That you can then republish and sell for whatever you want. Bundle it inside of your offer to quickly get amazing books. Okay? So those three fast ways to make books. Crowdsource them, compile a bunch of examples, or go in the public domain. Okay, now here's the concept I need you guys to understand as we move from the first three to the next three and beyond. Um, this will make this whole process simpler for you. Okay? The concept is this. People will spend more money for the exact same content packaged in a different way. Okay, say it again. People spend, will spend more money for the exact same content packaged in a different way. Okay? When I first started this business, I remember going to events like this, um, and the speakers, it seemed like every single time some speaker would say, who here's read Think and Grow Rich? By the way, how many of you guys have read Think and Grow Rich? Which is in the public domain, by the way, so yes, and all republishers make Think and Grow Rich for dentists, Think and Grow Rich for surfers, Think and Grow Rich for whatever. Anyway, it's there, ready for you. But um, anyway, so I kept hearing that, so I went and bought the book, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited to read this book, and I put it next to my bedstand, and it sat there for months and months and then years. And every time I go to an event, people are like, who's going to think you're rich? I raise my hand. I'm like, well, I actually read it. I have it. Someday I'll read it. And one day I remember feeling guilty. I went on eBay and I typed Think and Grow Rich CDs and someone was selling the CD course of it. And so I bought the CDs, got it in my car. And for the next like three weeks, I started reading Think and Grow Rich in my car. Now what's interesting about this is the book Think and Grow Rich cost me $9.97 on Amazon. The CDs cost me $97 on eBay. So I literally paid 10 times more money for the exact same thing packaged in a different way. Like, was there any difference between the book and the audio? Literally, word for word, some dude read the book, and then it became CDs, and I spent 10 times as much. Okay? This is a lesson for you guys. <clears throat> How many of you guys um, read the dot-com secrets book? How many of you guys read the expert secrets book? Why are you here then? Everything I know is in those books. Like, it's, I, I got nothing else. <laughs> oh, because it's packaged a different way. Does that make sense? We guys all understand that, like, what you have, you can package in so many different ways, and because of the experience, how it's being fulfilled, all those things, it shifts the value of it, right? This is way more valuable than a $10 book, this experience in being here. <laughs> all right, so let me shift over to audio now, okay? 
So this is the book that we republished. This is in the public domain. It's called Life, Work, of Farmer Burns. I had my father-in-law get a microphone out. He read it. We turned it into a CD, and we started selling. This is uh, probably 10 years ago. Started selling um, this book on CD. So you can find a book, and you can read it. You can have somebody else read it. You can find the book in public domain. You can find something like that, and you can make an audio book. Very simple, easy way to do it. Okay? Number two is you can interview others. So this is, um, this is a book. How many of you guys have read this book, by the way? I know all of our two Comical Vex members, I sent you guys a copy of it. Everyone's like, this thing is like bigger than the phone book. It's one of the best books ever. And I remember when it first came out, David Fry, where's David at? Yes, so David got it. And he's like, this book's amazing. Then he called it Vince James, the author. And he interviewed him for a whole bunch of stuff. And he made a whole audio course out of it. And Dave's the genius. And I was like, I should just do what Dave did. So then I called him up. I was like, hey, can I interview you too? And he was like, sure. And so I interviewed the guy who wrote this book. The guy made, went, he was a 28-year-old kid, made $100 million through direct mail selling supplements. <clears throat> and so I called him on the phone and I interviewed him. And he let me interview him for six hours. When it was done, he's like, you can have the rights to the audios. I have the rights to them. You can do whatever you want with them. I'm like, sweet. And so then like two years later, I launched it. And this actually became my very first ever Two Comic Club funnel. I made a million dollars selling the interviews of the interview I did with this guy who wrote the book. Isn't that amazing? So how many of you guys have ever read a book before? How many of you guys could um, call the author and be like, hey, can I interview you? And some of you guys like, oh, he's too famous. He wrote all these big books. He's never going to interview me. Okay, I'm going to tell you the life of an author. If you guys really want to know how it works. They geek out on topic. They spend their whole life writing this book, and they're so proud of it. And they're so excited, right? And then they tell their spouse or their family, their friends, they're like, okay, that's weird. And they're like, oh, nobody cares. And then there's an audience who gets the book, and they love it, and they read it. And they're like, oh, my people, they read it, right? And then somebody calls them like, hey, that book was amazing. Can I interview you? The person's like, yes, you can. <laughs> Just so you know, they want you to talk to them. They want to tell, share the stuff. Does not happen enough. You went to Amazon and find the top 10 um, authors of books in your, in your market, I guarantee you, nine out of 10, you could get on the phone for free that fast, okay? Or you could actually, um, I don't know if Jason Flatland was here this year, but Jason gave me an idea that was brilliant. Um, he was doing an offer. This kind of ties back to the story we'll talk about here in a minute, but <laughs> um, he was doing an offer. He was selling a funnel course, and he was like, I want to interview someone who did e-commerce funnels. So he's like, well, Trey Llewellyn has got the highest grossing e-commerce funnel right now inside of ClickFunnels. I want to interview Trey. So he calls up Trey and he's like, hey, can I interview? And they're friends. And, um, and Trey's like, sure, man, you can interview me. And, and Jason's like, well, I need to wire you some money first. And Trey's like, no, don't worry about it. I'll do the interview. He's like, no, no, no. I need to wire you the money because otherwise there's no value in this interview. He's like, what? And Trey's like, whatever. So uh, Jason wires him like $5,000. He does the interview. And then when you see when... Um, when Jason's selling his product and does the stack, he goes through his stack. He's like, number one, number two, number three. He's like, number three right here. You see this right here? This is the guy. He is the number one e-commerce seller in ClickFunnels. He had a funnel to $20 million in six weeks selling flashlights. And I wired him $5,000 to interview him because um, I want to find out the, I mean, he does interviews, but I wanted to find out the real stuff. So I paid him $5,000 to interview him and that interview you guys could have. And all of a sudden, that bullet point in this stack slide went from, oh, it's an interview so that's worth $5,000 now. The value instantly shoots up, right? So interviewing people is huge. Um, in fact, when I launched the uh, 10X Secrets course, I had my offer and it was good. And I was like, how do I make this sexier? So the first thing I did is I interviewed a bunch of people. I interviewed this man right here. Where's Myron at? Everyone loves Myron. Yeah. Anyway, I interviewed Myron, I interviewed a bunch of people who I learned how to close from stage from. I interviewed all of them, plugged that into the course, increased the value of the course. 
okay? So interviewing people is huge for any product. I don't think there's a product I put out that I don't interview people. I do it, even if it's my product, I'm like, who are the 10 other people I can interview who've done something similar? Because all those things increase the value of what it is I'm selling, okay? And then the last audio one is compiling hard to find podcasts and audios and things like that, okay? <laughs> if I told you guys, I'm like, hey, um, my, favorite, my favorite podcast is Mixergy, I should go listen to it. How much value is in that? Not much, right? But if I was like, okay, there's this one interview that Andrew did. And in the interview, he started talking to the guy, and he literally, the guy showed three different websites that were the key to blah, 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 blah. And I listened to those things, and I found the websites. I never knew they existed. I started doing the thing, and that's how we got ClickFunnels to do whatever, right? If I tell you that, you're like, oh my gosh, I want to hear that podcast. Like, cool. When you sign up for my thing right now, I'm going to give you a link directly to that podcast episode so you can find it. Okay? You curating stuff for people, there's value in that. Okay? YouTube videos. I've done it tons of times with opt-ins where we're like, opt-in here to get a free video from Robert Kiyosaki teaching the number one tax strategy for middle-aged Americans. And I just found a video on YouTube of Robert Kiyosaki teaching the number one thing on whatever, and that's what I get people when they opt-in. Okay? So you curating stuff you think is cool can be bundled into offers as well. Okay, so there's the audio ones really quick. So audiobooks, interviewing other people, and compiling hard-to-find audios is a big thing. The last one I'm going to go through really quickly is video. Okay, there is a program. How many, how many of you guys here use Windows? How many of you guys use Macs? <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> All right. Okay, there's a program. If you are using, um, if you are using, uh, if you're Windows, you should be using Camtasia. If you're using Macs, you use ScreenFlow. This tool has made me and probably most people more money than anything else on earth. It just records whatever's happening on your screen. So you make a presentation or slides or literally <laughs> the very first version of the Funnel Hacks training, the one that got us from zero to 10,000 customers, I had a Word document open on the screen with my notes. And the right-hand side, I had a little picture. I just clicked record on ScreenFlow and I talked for an hour as I read through my outline. We did like 10 million plus dollars in sales and that was what the product looked like. But Russell, I don't have a professional video studio. You don't need one. Just get a microphone, ScreenFlow or Camtasia, record your screen, have a presentation, and just teach it. Okay? It's super easy. It's simple. It's like the easiest thing in the world to do. Okay? Number two video thing is just get your iPhone out. <coughs> um, <laughs> uh, literally, you can get your phone out and just make videos. Where, um, where's Rachel at? Is she in the room right now? We were on a... <laughs> Did you finish the course, by the way? Can I talk about that? So Rachel, we were on this like little cruise thing after the 10X event, and she came to me. She's like, I have an idea. It's going to be a course called Selfie Secrets. Am I going to ruin this? And I'm going to record the whole thing on my iPhone. And then she like the next day recorded the entire course on her phone teaching the entire course, which is amazing. And uh, it was all on her phone. Okay, so how many of you guys have a phone? You have everything you need. All right. <laughs> okay. And you should all buy her course when it goes live. All right. And the last thing is, like, you should throw a workshop teaching people stuff. And you don't even have to speak and bring other speakers to teach for you. Okay? Um, when I first got started, I didn't have any product to sell. And so the first thing I did is I threw a workshop. And it was really exciting um, to have a workshop. I was pumped about it, but I had nobody coming. And so I emailed my tiny list at the time and said, I'm doing a workshop. It's $5,000 a ticket. And then the first day, nobody bought. And the second day, nobody bought. And the third day, one guy bought. And at first I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. Now I have to do a workshop, and there's only one person coming. This is awkward. And then luckily, two other people bought, so I had three people buy. I was like, okay, now we have a workshop with three people. And so I called everybody I knew, my friends, my family, everybody. I was like, okay, I'm doing a workshop. 
People paid to be here. You have to come and just sit in the audience and don't tell them you didn't pay because I need this to look good on video or it's going to be super embarrassing. And so we set it up. We had it all set. And it was like not like this. It was, it was really bad. Um, we literally had cur- uh, the windows behind me were too bright. So we got um, sheets from the, from the bedrooms and electrical tape sheets. Over, like, it's so bad. But we recorded, and that became the very first course I ever sold was the videos from us at the Holiday Inn with the electrical tape over the sheets, literally behind me the entire video. Um, and it looked amazing. Okay, so throw a workshop. Even if nobody comes to it, or just invite your friends. Do something at your house. Bring people in. Just record yourself teaching your thing, and you can bundle that in really quickly. Okay? So for videos, we've got screen captures, iPhones, and workshops. So here's a real quick recap of the nine ideas. Crowdsourcing books, compiling examples, public domain, audiobooks, interviewing, compile hard-to-find audio, screen captures, iPhones, and workshops. Okay? Tons of easy ways to do that quickly. Okay? So what I'm doing now is I want to actually... Um, I'm trying to think if we should do this or not. <laughs> I'm going to let you guys do this on your own. But in, in your paper that I handed out, um, I have this little section here for you guys to figure out what are potential products I could bundle inside of my offer. Okay? And um, this is something we do all the time. Every time we have a new product comes out, we, do, we talked, I talked this last year, we have bat meetings where like, we literally send out a bat signal to Voxer for everyone on our, t- our marketing team. We all come on Zoom and wherever they're at from around the world, we get in front of a whiteboard, right? Okay, what can we create for this product? We can put this in it and this in it. And we start just dumping out as many different ideas as we can. Okay, so now you guys have like, let's say I'm selling this product. What else can we do? Oh, we could interview this guy. I could compile these things here. I could do this. I could make a video. I could do a workshop. We could do it. And all these things you can quickly create to turn this into an offer. Okay. <laughs> Now, really quick, I guarantee I know the number one thing going through some of your heads right now is like, well, Russell, that's cool for all the coaches and the consultants and the info product people, but not for me. I'm different. I sell real stuff, right? I sell physical products. I have a a local business or whatever your excuse is right now. And I want to shatter these excuses um, because the biggest thing that's going to keep you guys from having success over this week is is, is the thought of like, oh, well, this doesn't apply to me. Okay, I'm excited. Um, I think either tomorrow or the next day, we're going to have Jamie Cross who's going to be coming up here and speaking. Yeah! Jamie's amazing because two years ago, she came to Funnel Hacking Live. She was sitting in the audience, and she sells soap. Okay? And I was on stage talking about webinars. I'm doing this usually about webinars and stories and this whole thing, right? And every other e-commerce person, I'm guessing, in the audience is like, this is not for me because I sell physical products. And Jamie said, how can I make this work for me? 12 months later, she's on stage giving to a comic book award. 12 months later, she's on stage sharing her story with you. She took this concept of the webinar and made an e-commerce webinar. She took it and didn't say, this isn't going to work for me. How can I make this work for me? And shifted some things and made it work for her and blew up her company. I'm so excited for her to tell her whole story. Um, but I want you guys to think of the same thing. Okay, so I'm going to do this as an example right now. This is a product that I sell. This is a physical product called Vigon. How many of you guys ever seen this before? <laughs> the three people on my team. All right, so back in the day when... Um, I launched 15 companies in a year, which is a horrible idea. Don't do that. One of them was this thing right here. I had a friend who had this company, and he was getting in trouble. And this little machine here, um, if you start getting a cold sore, you see you feel it. How many of you guys get cold sores? You feel it tingle. You pull this out. If I can open it. This is a new one, so the seal hasn't been cut yet. All right. <laughs> then you peel the seal off. All right, so when you open this thing up... Um, when you feel a cold sore coming on, come on, there we go. All right, you open it up, and there's these two little electrodes. 
okay? And you take it and you push the button, and then they save a cold sore. You put it on your cold sore, and somehow, I don't know how, some scientists figured out something. It's actually patented everything. It goes in and, like, zaps the cold sore, destroys it, kicks it in the face and destroys it, and the cold sore never shows up, okay? Isn't that awesome? How many of you want one of these right now? Really? Yeah, get my funnel back up. Anyway, so this is a physical product I sell, right? And you're like, well, Russell, this is, this is, um, this is you know, I don't, sell, I don't sell information. This isn't going to work for me. But imagine if I did this. How do I turn this into an offer, okay? This is a physical product. It does what it does. It's just a thing, okay? And the guy who, sold, who I buy these from, he sells it to other people. So it's not like I'm not the only one. It's a commodity. There's like 30 other people that sell the same thing. Only mine's better. Um, okay? So for me, like, how do I compete against everybody else? Well, everyone's got the exact same thing. It does the exact same thing. So I have to turn this from a commodity into an offer. Because if it's a commodity, I got to be like, okay, well, he's selling for 150. I'm going to sell for 130. And then the next says, also 120. Like, crap, 110, 119, 15, boom, boom, boom. This thing's like $9.95, right? Retail. Okay? That's the problem, problem with products that are commodities. Or I can say, okay, this is amazing. This helps with cold stores. But what else could I do with cold stores? Okay, what else could I do? What else could I do? I could go on Amazon and be like, cold sore, um, cold sore um, cures and, and remedies. And I guarantee there's people on Amazon who have written books on how to do cold sores. I could message one and be like, hey, man, you are the definitive like, expert in cold sores. Can I interview you talking about all the tricks you know how to prevent cold sores from happening? I'm sure there's stuff in your diet and exercise, right? And like, oh, yes. So I get them on the phone. I interview them. Now it's like, hey, when you buy from anybody, you get the same thing. But you buy from me, you get the cold sore inhibitor. Plus, you also get... The interview with this dude over here who's the number one uh, highest um, stars on Amazon writer of a, of a cold store book. You get his book as well, plus my interview where I actually interviewed him. And then number three, there are seven supplements I found that help get rid of cold sores. Seven. There's a whole bunch of people complain, claim the supplements, but there's actually seven that work, and there's two that work almost instantly. The second you feel cold sore coming, you pop any of these two pills, gone instantly. Okay? And I wrote a report about those because I want to make sure you get the right ones. If you get the wrong brand, you get the right product, you get the wrong brand, you are screwed. So I'm going to show you um, the seven supplements as well. So you get this first, plus you're going to get the interview with the number one expert in the world, plus you're going to get the seven supplements, the actual brand names, where to buy them, how to get the discounts, all the seven supplements. And next thing you're going to get is blah, 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 right? I just take a physical product, I'm bundling information around it to increase the value of the thing. Okay? So it doesn't matter if you're selling information or not. If you're selling physical products, it's the same thing. Information is the easiest way to bundle this, right? The problem with infomercials is the only way they bundle is like, if you call now, I'll give you another one for free, right? That's what almost all e-commerce people do. It's like, oh, like, that's good, but like, that's, it's like, now I got two of these things. So if I have cold stores, I can have one in my house and in my office. That's kind of weird, right? Um, but if I, if, if I bundle the information product, it doesn't increase the cost to you at all, but dramatically increases the value. Okay, now when I'm competing with the 30 other people selling this, I can sell it for higher and people will still buy from you versus everybody else because my offer is better than theirs. Okay, another good example of this <coughs> is my friend, Mr. Steven Larson. How many of you guys know Steven? <laughs> so this is a good example for any of you guys who are like, I'm here, Russell, but I don't have a product yet. So Steven... He has his own products, but he's also an affiliate for ClickFunnels. He's an affiliate for a bunch of other things, right? And so we did the One Funnel Away launch and the 10X launch, a couple other things. He said, okay, Russell already created an amazing offer that he's selling, but there's like a thousand affiliates who are all selling this product as well, right? He said, so everyone's doing it, so how do I compete against this? He said, okay, well, here's Russell's offer. How can I make my own offer to make it better? People always ask me, how do you make money as an affiliate, Russell? The first thing you do is you don't sell the product that they're already selling. Like, that's like a, like... 
Buy Russell's thing. That's like number one on your list. And it's like, now I need to make my own offer. Okay? How many of you guys bought the One Funnel Away Challenge from somebody and then bought it again from Stephen later because you wanted his bonus? Okay. How many of you guys bought twice from Stephen because you wanted the new bonus the second time? Okay. There's a lesson in this. So even if you don't have a product yet, that's okay. Find something else with a product. And then how can I now make an amazing offer? What can I bundle together to increase the value of this offer so people buy from me versus somebody else? Or if they did buy from someone else, they'll also buy from me because my offer is so valuable. Okay? All right, so this is kind of the exercise for you guys to start doing is, is going through here and listing out all the ideas you can have, okay? So tonight, this weekend, with that paper handy out, start writing out these things, start putting them out there, and start putting as many as you can think of. And make it, like, the biggest problem you can have is, if, is you're kind of putting in your potential products that are going to make an offer. It's like, oh, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. When you start to be creative, like when we first did this, um, man, probably 12 years ago, we sat in front of a whiteboard and we're doing this, and we were like, we were at a, a point where we needed a funnel to save us from everything, right? It was like the bottom of everything. Like, we had to make the most irresistible offer ever or else we, like, we're shutting the doors. So we sat in for a whiteboard. I'm like, hey, what could we give them? Like, okay, they can fly to my house and I will give them a massage and feed them food. And then we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And we're gonna, like, we made all this crazy stuff. We had it all on the whiteboard. And then when we started saying, okay, what's the offer actually going to be? They're like, well, pretty sure my wife would be mad if I hadn't come to my house and I give them massages. So let's not do that one. But it was there, right? And it's like, well, what if we did this? What if we did? And then it gave us the time to brainstorm. And then from there, we start pulling things over to actually make an amazing offer. Okay? Anytime I create a new funnel, a new thing, I'm always looking at creating an offer, putting as many potential things as possible. And then they can know what am I actually going to create, pull them into my little stack slides. Like, now I know what I need to create to increase this offer. Okay? All right. Now, one thing I want to mention as well, the reason why I have a whole bunch of things as well is because there's more than just one offer in every funnel. You guys understand that? And so I need a lot of stuff that I can give away, right? So if you look at this right here, there's an offer on my ad. I'm trying to get someone to click on something. So I'm like, click on this thing, and I'm going to give you a free report, right? There's an offer happening there. Luckily, that was one of my ideas I already created because I can now pull that down and it becomes this, right? Then I land on my landing page. I'm like, I need their email address. I'm trading them. What am I going to have? Oh, well, I have something up here. I've already created a potential product. I'm going to give them my interview with so-and-so. Give me your email address. I'll give you the interview with so-and-so. Boom, right? There's the next product. And then it's like, now I'll buy this product. I'm going to give you these five things. Then my upsell is these three or four things. Okay? I think so many of us go into this thinking like, okay, here's the product I'm going to sell. And then we're trying to build a funnel around it. And it's like, no, no, no. Understand it's like, <clears throat> um, you're looking at more like, how do you serve your customer? And like, what are all the things you could possibly give them to do that? And then you're breaking down to the different parts of the funnel. Okay? All right. So come back to the beginning. Hook, story, offer. So that was the offer section of this, of this part. Okay? Is the offer. Now we're going to move backwards to the story. Okay? So the question then is like, why are stories so essential to this? Okay, stories also increase the value. Okay, now a couple of things I want you to understand. Number one, for someone to change their destiny, they have to make a decision. Okay, this is true first off for all of you, and second off, it's true for all the people you're serving. Okay, for someone to change their destiny, they have to make a decision. Number two, for them to make a decision, you have to change their state. Okay, and then the best way to change their state is through story. So if we take that backwards, I got to figure out how to tell stories so I can change people's states. If I can change their state, then I can help make a decision that's going to empower them. And if I can make, help them make a decision that's going to empower them, I can change their life. I can change their destiny. That's why stories are so important. Okay? An offer without a state change is completely useless. If I was like, hey, who wants to go to the movie um, Captain Marvel this week? Oh, like three of you. Like, yeah, remember... 
Then I tell the story, and you're like, oh my gosh, I will mortgage my house to fly there for that experience, right? The story is what makes it valuable, okay? So the big secret is storytelling. We've talked a lot about this in our community. This is not unique. But I want to kind of go through this because um, the story is being weaved into every single thing we're doing, okay? And you have to become better and better and better at story, okay? For all of you guys who are in expert secrets, you know the next part of this, of this, but I want to share it for those who may not or are new, okay? This is a concept we call the Epiphany Bridge story. So the Epiphany Bridge <coughs> is, is the, the thing that you're thinking about as you're trying to figure out how to tell your stories, okay? So the Epiphany Bridge, this, this is you, back before you were whoever you are now, right? This is back when you were your in your normal life before you like figured out whatever it is you're so passionate about today, right? So for me, before I learned about this whole funnel thing, I was just in my house hanging out doing nothing like that was me. And then something happened, right? Where all of a sudden you have this aha moment where you're like, oh my gosh, this is the thing. This is the thing I was meant to do. This is, the, this is like what I was supposed to be doing, right? And then what happens is you get so excited by that thing. You have that moment, okay? So for me, it's happened tons of times in my life, right? I think about when I was wrestling, like, I, you asked my parents who were here in the front row. I used to come home from school every day. I would eat like Rice Krispies and Cheers and watch TV, right? And then in eighth grade, my dad made me sign for wrestling. I was like, oh, I don't want to be a wrestler. That's just like too much work. I just want to watch TV. And he made me go, made me go. And I had a good time wrestling. It was okay. And the next year, I remember um, my very first, um, uh, it was ninth grade. I had a chance to, uh, to, I made it to the JV team. And I remember I went to Wayne's. I was so scared and so nervous. I go to weigh in. And the guy that I'm wrestling has a mustache. I still, to this day, cannot grow a mustache. I don't know why. Anyway, I can't. I remember looking at this kid. I'm like, he's got a mustache. He is going to destroy me. And I got so scared. I went to the match. I remember getting in the stadium, and it's the JV match. So the only two people in the audience were my mom and my dad. I'm like, God, I get out there. I shake his hand. I'm like, how does he grow facial hair in eighth grade? Like, oh, my gosh. And so we start wrestling. And somehow, I don't know what happens, but at the end of the match, I win. And I stand up, and my hand gets raised. And I look over the guy with the mustache and his head's down. I look at my mom and my dad and my dad's like freaking out. And I was like, this day is the day I became a wrestler. That was my aha moment, right? And then the only thing I thought about for the next decade and a half of my life was wrestling, right? Same thing happened in business. I remember like I was trying things, trying things. All of a sudden, like I remember when it hit me, I was like, this is my thing. Like this is what I'm gonna do for the next decade of my life, okay? And my guess is most of you guys have had that moment. That's why you're probably here, trying to figure out the rest of the story, right? So that happens. Then we go on this amazing journey. We're like, this is amazing. And we start studying everything. We start learning. We start geeking out. And the worst thing in the world happens to us. We start understanding why this thing's amazing, right? And then we have a chance to try to sell somebody on this thing that we love, that we care so much about. We're so excited. And the first thing we do is we take all this techno babble, all this technical stuff we've learned, and we spew it out upon them. And they're like, oh, and they get buried in this thing, and they freak out, and they run away. We logically try to sell them because we're so logically invested in this thing right now. But the reality is that people don't buy logically. You didn't buy logically. Okay, my dad didn't convince me. You're going to love wrestling because it's going to be good health for you. You're going to get stronger muscles. You're going to like, you know, it's going to help you become more resilient in life. You're going to, you know, all these things. Like, that was the logic. Okay, what sold me on wrestling? Oh my gosh, that felt amazing. I'm in. Something happened to each of you emotionally that got you in. Okay? And so for us to be able to convince other people, we have to get rid of all the techno babble, and you have to remember what was the thing, what was the story, what was the reason that got me started on this journey. And as you tell that story, and you get people the same epiphany that you had, that's when you're able to change their destiny. That's when you're able to help them. Okay? So that's the epiphany bridge stuff. If you want to go deeper in that, I talk a lot about expert secrets. 
But like, that's the core of story. And so for you, it's not coming back and trying to logically convince anybody of anything. It's remembering, like, what was the reason why I got so excited about this? And sharing that story is what's getting people connect with you. And then they're going to have the same epiphany you had if you do it right. And now you can change it. Now you can affect it. Now you can move them. Okay? All right. So there's the story framework. Now, the next part of story um, is you have to understand that when we are telling people story, everyone already has a story, right? About whatever it is. And so... Um, if their story is positive, it's a really good thing for them. But if the story's negative, it's holding them back. Okay, so our job as marketers, as funnel hackers, is to look at that and say, okay, this, um, this story they have, is it, is it holding them back from what I know that they need to be doing? If so, like that story is the chain of false belief. It's holding them back, right? So they have this chain of false belief. There was some experience, something happened to them that made them have these false beliefs. Okay, so there's this experience because of that experience, they've been telling themselves the story over and over and over again. So for you, this is the people you're coming in contact with. They're seeing your Facebook ads. They're coming on your webinars. They're landing, hitting your landing pages. They're reading your emails. And they have these things. And if you don't break these false chains of beliefs, no matter how hard you try, you will never convince them to follow you. It's impossible. Right? Because they have this story. So the only way for you to break them from these false chains of belief is to tell them your story. And if you do this right, then your story trumps their story. And then your story becomes theirs. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example. So this is my friend Devon. You guys met him a little earlier today. By the way, do you love his socks? <laughs> that was amazing. Um, anyway, so Devon, last year, comes up. He's like, Russell, this is amazing. I got an opportunity for you. It's going to be ground floor opportunity. It's going to be amazing. It's going to change the world. It's going to be awesome. And I'm like, sweet, man, I'm in. So Devon signs me up. He's like, all right, your first thing you need to do, see Jim and Pam over there? You got to get them signed up. I'm like, okay, let's do this. Okay. So now I look at it through this lens, okay? So I'm going to sign Jim and Pam up. Now I look at Jim, and I'm like, okay, Jim has got some false chains of belief. There's some reason I'm not going to be able to get him to believe that he should join my network marketing opportunity, right? What is that? There's, he's got these false chains of belief. So I got to think, like, what, what did he experience that probably kept him from doing that? Like, did he have a friend or a family member who came and annoyed him or someone who, like, or, or did he have a bad, did he already join a program and he just felt uncomfortable? What was the experience he had? Okay, so for Jim's experience, what happened is he had a friend named Michael Scott, who just tackled him and forced him to be in this program, right? And he's like, oh, that was a horrible experience. I did not feel comfortable. I did not like it. And so because of that, he created this story inside of his mind. And the story he created inside of his mind is that all network marketing programs are pyramid schemes. Okay, so that's the story he created. So I can come in here. I can tell him everything I want about ground floor opportunity, the best product, the best technology, the best everything, no matter what I do, logically sell him. He will never break that story. It's not worth doing. Okay, now I'm sharing the story for network marketing, but it's true for every single one of you guys. I don't care if you're selling fitness, finance, products, services, like whatever it is, this is what's happening. Your customers have a story already, okay? So if the only way for you to break their story is you have to come in and you have to tell a better story that trumps theirs. Okay, so if I was going to the gym, I'd be like, hey man, so why, why, uh, why aren't you joining? He's like, oh, I had this annoying friend who bugged me and it was horrible. And, you know, if, if I join, I got to bug people and like, I just, I just don't want to do it. I'm like, no, that makes sense. I, I was the same way. But what's interesting is that I found out about this really cool thing called the funnel, and I used the funnel. Um, there was this network marketing program. I believed it was pretty cool. And they were giving away a Ferrari. And I was like, what if I won a Ferrari without ever talking to anybody ever? That would be amazing. And so I set up a funnel. I launched it. And in uh, 60 days, I became the number one money earner in the company. And I won this Ferrari. And the best thing is I didn't talk to a single person ever. Isn't that amazing? Now, if I tell Jim that, if my story trumps his story, he's going to be like, oh, my gosh. She was saying, I could actually have the benefit of this thing without talking to people? Dude, sign me up. Okay? 
That's you have to understand. That's all this whole story thing is about. It's about trumping someone else's false belief. If I can trump their false belief, their story shifts, and now your story becomes theirs, and now they're free. The chains of false belief are gone. Now they're free to go pursue whatever it is you're trying to help them pursue. Okay? All right. So the question is, then, what stories do I tell? Now, this is going to change. We talked about hook story offer. Depending on the complexity of the product depends on how many stories you tell and what stories you tell, right? Um, If it's a very simple product, you tell a story, and that's all you need. For more complex things, you have to tell multiple stories. I'm going to kind of walk through that. So the first thing you have to understand is that in every sales argument, there is uh, what we call the big domino. Okay, again, if you read Expert Secrets, we talk about this. There's one thing that if I can get them to believe that one thing, all the other concerns just disappear instantly, right? Okay? So when you guys came into my, into my world, the whole funnel world, okay, everyone had false beliefs and things and things you believed on everything. But if I could somehow convince you that the only way for you to get your goals was a funnel, like you have to just kind of like, all right, well, I'm in. Like I got to do it, right? Everything else just falls away. Okay? So for me, it's like if I can convince people that a funnel is the way is the only way for them to actually get the results they want, then it knocks down all the other dominoes. All the other dominoes fall away or they become irrelevant, okay? And every sales argument has the same thing, okay? When you're selling something, it's not about trying to answer every single concern possible. It's figuring out what's the one big domino. If I can address this in my ad, in my video, in my webinar, in my whatever, if I can address this, if I can prove them that this is true, then all the other dominoes fall down and they have to believe me, right? And so for all of you guys, you have that. I'm excited. Um, Jamie's going to talk about hers tomorrow, I believe. Like in her, she figured out what was the thing she had to get people to believe. And boom, it all fell down. Okay? So you got to figure that out. <clears throat> now, after you know the big domino for your product, your service, then it comes down to there's four stories we typically tell. Now, I'm going to show you guys this in the framework of like a webinar. Um, and so I'm going to show 15 minutes. 15, I'm going to show kind of how we do it in a 90-minute webinar. But the same thing happens on a five-minute webinar. It's the same, same um, process, just shorter times. Okay? So the first story we tell is what we call the origin story. Again, the origin story is basically your Epiphany Bridge story. How did you find out about this thing? Like, why do you care so much about it? Right? So you tell your story. So if I'm doing a webinar, the first 15 minutes of my webinar is me just telling my origin story. Okay? My Epiphany Bridge story about how I fell in love with this thing. Okay? So if you watch any of the webinars, these are the slides from the Funnel Hacks webinar that most of you guys have probably seen. The first 15 minutes, I'm going through this. I'm just telling my Epiphany Bridge story about, oh my gosh, funnels are the greatest in the world. Let me explain to you why they are. And I tell you my whole story, okay? And that's the, that's the first goal. Now, what happens is after I tell that story, for some people, that was it. Domino falls over, and like, I'm in. I need, here's my mind. In fact, I'm curious, how many of you guys, when you first heard me talk about potato guns and funnels, and I told the first story, you're like, I'm 100% in. All right? <laughs> my hyperactives are like, in, okay? Now, click funnels is a more complex cell. On a simpler cell, it's easy. How many of you guys, if I just told you my origin story with, um, with Vigon here, if I told you, and I've never had a cold source, this isn't actually true, but if I told you, like, look, I've had cold sores in the past. I've used Abrevia. I've used things. And nothing ever works. Um, they always last for two or three weeks at a time. It's horrible. It's painful. Like, the worst thing in the world. When I found out about this the first time, I tried it. I clicked on the thing. I pulled it out. And it's, I felt it tingling, like, the first day, but it never, it never came out. It never became a cold sore. It was just gone. Like, that was it. And, uh, and ever since I keep this in my pocket, I take it everywhere I go. And as soon as the cold sore comes out, I hit it. And I haven't had a cold sore actually hit surface since then. How many of you guys, that story alone have been like, sweet, I'm in. Okay? As someone who suffers cold sores, like our sales video for this is literally that. That's it. This is a $150 machine. It's a video, two minutes long, telling an origin story of the person who actually invented it. And that's it. That's all it takes. Okay? So for simple products, one story, the origin story is all you need and people are in. Okay? 
but as you get more complex offers, you need more. So what happens is in a more complex offer, they push the domino over and they're all excited. All of a sudden, they push it, but then like, oh, these three things block it. It's like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm in, but, and all of a sudden, these three things block it, okay? So these are the three things. So the first thing, <coughs> um, um, the first thing, these are what we call the three core faults, please. The first thing is their beliefs about the vehicle. Okay, so the vehicle is the thing you're trying to put them into. So for me, the vehicle is funnels. Like, this is the world I'm trying to take you guys into. For some of you guys, it's a ketogenic diet. Some of you guys, it's a, a product that can help you with your cold. So it's like, there's some belief about the vehicle they, have a, they struggle with. The second belief is their own internal beliefs. Like, that may be cool, but like, I don't think I could do it. How many of you have heard that voice in your head before? That's cool for them, but oh, I don't know if I could do it. Right? And then the third false belief is like, well, that's a cool thing I could do, but like, I know that if I start this diet, like, I could do it, but my wife's going to buy cookies anyway, and they'll give me the house. There's no way. Like, they always blame some external source besides themselves. Okay? So these are the three things that keep people from buying from you. Okay? So for me now, now I move into and I tell a story to try to trump all three of those. Okay? And if I can trump all three of those beliefs, their beliefs become my beliefs, and they have to, they have to buy. They have to follow you. They have to do the thing you need them to do. Okay? So story number two then, which in a webinar is the next 15 minutes, is the story about my vehicle. Okay? So same thing. I come back here. I say, okay, what's the chain of false belief they currently have about the vehicle that I'm putting them into? Okay? Then what's the experience? Like, why do they believe that? Then what's the story they're, cur- they're currently telling themselves? And I think, hey, what's my story? Okay? So, oh, you guys will see this video tomorrow. So I got to show them the websites are dead, right? So for me, the, if I go back to this for myself, right? <laughs> um, the false belief is like, well, I already have a website. I'm good. Right? Or um, I sell stuff on Amazon. I'm good. Well, why do you believe that? Well, I tried to build a funnel. It was really complicated. It didn't work. I put myself on Amazon and I make some sales. So it's pretty cool. So the story is like, I don't need any complicated stuff. I can just use Amazon. Right? So I got to come back. And the story I tell you is like, no, websites are dead. I tell the story. And if I did a good job, boom, it falls down. Okay, so in my Funnel Hacks webinar that most of you guys have seen, these slides right here are all me telling the story about why this vehicle is the greatest thing in the world. It's my Epiphany Bridge story about why I believe that. I tell that story, and at the end of it, my goal is to be like, oh my gosh, I do need a funnel. If I get them to say that in their head, I do need a funnel, boom, the internal belief or the, the vehicle belief is gone. Okay, oh my gosh, I could have success here. Oh my gosh, I could do that thing. Okay, so my story trumps theirs. Once again, the domino falls. Okay? Now, the next thing, so the first one's the origin story. Second one's the story about their internal, or um, about the vehicle. The next one now moves down to the internal beliefs. So they say, oh my gosh, you're right, a funnel is amazing, but I can't do it. It comes internal. I can't do it. I don't have any technical skills. I don't know how to build something. I don't even know what a funnel is, for crying out loud, right? So that's the second story. So now, or excuse me, the third story. So now I come back and I say, okay, what's the false belief? Why do they believe that? Well, they believe that for me. Again, I'm talking about my product, but plug in your, your product for this. For me, it's like, well, I've tried technical stuff in the past. I can't even use Microsoft Word. I'm not going to be able to build a funnel. That's what they believe. What's the experience? Well, I tried to do this thing. It didn't work. It was confusing. Like, I wasted time, energy. The story is like, I'm not technical. I can't build a funnel. So I got to come in and be like, no. Like, it's actually really easy. Here's Grant Cardone. This guy is the least technical guy on earth. He built an entire funnel, 40,000 feet in the air. It was super simple, super easy. And they see that and they're like, oh. That actually is really easy. I guess I could do that. So now, boom, two things have happened, right? And then here's my slides where I tell that part of the story, okay? So now it's happened. Hopefully, a domino fell. If not, then the last leg. So first they say, cool, the vehicle funnels is amazing. And I think I could actually do it, but I don't. And they find the external thing. I don't know how to drive traffic, though, so I actually don't, I probably couldn't figure it out. Okay, they have some kind of external belief. Okay, so for me, the external belief is 
even if I had a funnel, what would I do with it? I don't know how to do it. Like, I can't get people to come to the funnel. What's their experience? I had a website before. I spent a ton of money on it. Bought some Google ads. Nobody showed up, and I'm broke. I paid an agency 5000 bucks, and I've got like three visitors. I never made any money, right? They have some experience. The story is, this doesn't work. So I got to tell them my story. So for me, I tell a story about how do we have traffic, and boom. I go through my slides. I tell that part of the story. And if it works, boom, the domino falls, and they follow me. And for all of you guys who are here, obviously the domino fell. That's why we've got 4,500 amazing people here, because I was able to break the false police that are holding you guys back. Does that make sense? Okay. So after you've told the stories, then the last thing is that you move over to the, to the offer. So I tell the stories, I break all the false beliefs, and I move to the offer. I go through the stack and the clothes, make the special offer, and boom, we've got them. Okay? So the framework is simple. There's one big domino. I got to convince them this one thing. For me, I got to convince them that funnels is the greatest thing in the world. For you, whatever your thing is, like you got to convince them that this type of diet, this type of lifestyle, this type of product is the greatest thing in the world. What's the big domino? If you can get them to believe this, then they have to follow you. Figure that out. And then it's come back, hey, why do I believe that? What's my origin story? Why do I actually believe that? And if you don't believe it, you're in the wrong business. Okay? You have to believe it at your depth of your soul if you're going to get people to move with you. Okay? So then you tell your story. And then you're like, okay, now what's, what's the reason, like, what's the vehicle I'm putting? What, what's their false beliefs around that? What's the false beliefs around themselves being able to implement this? What's the false beliefs about the external? You tell those three stories, and then you make them the offer. Okay? And that's kind of how it works. All right, now I want to do something for some of you guys who are watching this. It's like, well, Russell, that's awesome for you because you click on Facebook Live and you just go and you have all this energy and you're amazing and you just sell everybody every single time. How many of you guys ever felt that way about me before? <laughs> you're like, I hate that Russell Brunson. Okay, so I have a special message for all you guys. Um, we're all going to laugh at me together. Um, so <laughs> I shared this on Instagram. Um, and this is kind of embarrassing, but how many of you guys want to see the very first time I spoke on stage? Look at that good-looking dude, his bald head and his puffy shirt and his tie. <clears throat> All right, so this is the very first time I, I ever spoke on stage. It's like a 30-second clip. And I'm going through this humiliation to hopefully have some of you guys look at this and be like, oh my gosh, that guy can do this? I guarantee I can do it. So here we go. But what I wanted to talk about tonight is kind of a broad overview, better, hopefully help you to better, um, to get better um, information out of the, of the whole internet marketing business. This is a lot bigger group than I had planned on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so embarrassing. All right. So that was the first time I ever spoke. The next day was the first time somebody let me step on their stage, except for it was like carpet. There was no actual stage. And they're like, you can sell something. I'm like, sweet. And so the next day I had a chance to make my very first, um, offer on stage. And I'm not going to show you guys the whole thing because it's really like uh, the very beginning as I transitioned to, my, to me trying to sell, I was like, how much do you guys think I'm going to sell this for? And some guy was like, a thousand bucks. And I was like, oh crap, I'm actually selling it for a thousand bucks. I was like, well, uh, it was so bad. Oh, anyway, so <laughs> you guys are going to see my closing abilities round one. Um, here we go. <laughs> okay, I've got, am I getting close on time? If, if, you, if you do join the, the affiliate boot camp, we'll give you lifelong training. It's a, it's a $47 a month value, you'll get it for free. Who would like a piece of that? Here's my irresistible offer. And I hope you guys learned a lot from this presentation. From a standing ovation, you did a great job. <laughs> Look at this, nobody stands up, not one person. <laughs> Who wants a piece of that? <laughs> the greatest clothes of all time. 
<laughs> All right. So I share that for any of you guys who are just like, I, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't, I'm shy. I'm awkward. I'm nervous. Like, I promise you, I was shy. I was awkward. I'm nervous. I still am. I still struggle. Um, but when you believe in what it is you have to sell, you believe what you're doing, like, you just keep doing it and keep doing it, and you get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And it didn't take 15 years, right? Every single time it got better, and a couple more people started listening. A couple more people started listening. It started growing and started growing and started growing. Um, the biggest thing, you have to start. You have to start telling the stories. You can't wait. Like, oh, I'm going to start stories next month, next week, next year. Okay, it's like, no, start today. Can you guys have a phone again? No one's raising their hand. How many of you guys have a phone in your pocket right now? Okay. You have no excuse. If you want to do a podcast, there's a podcast app. You click on it. You talk, and then you click a button, and it's on iTunes that fast. You want to do a video, you click a button, and then you're on Facebook Live in five seconds. Or Instagram. Like, you have no excuses. But Russell, no one's following me. Like, exactly. That's the best thing about it at the beginning. Who was there for that event when I spoke? None of you guys were there. <laughs> Other than all you guys now saw it. But none of you were there, right? Do you guys understand? Like, just start. Your people will find you. As you find your voice, your people will find you. But you cannot find your voice until you start, until you begin, until you start moving forward. Okay? And if I would have started that journey 15 years ago, none of you guys would be here today. Okay? And if I could go back to that awkward, nerdy Russell with a shaved head and a tie who was scared to death of getting on stage, sitting behind like scared to death, and I could go back to him right now and grab him and say, look, dude, I know this is uncomfortable and it's horrible and it's miserable and you are scared and you are going to fail and you're going to fail and you're going to fail and not one year or two years. Or, it's going to be like a decade of this. But in a decade from now, you're going to have a chance to come on stage in front of 4,500 people. And you're going to have an opportunity and a voice to be able to change their lives if you don't stop. I would hope that I would have listened. Thank you. The biggest thing is I can't have you guys stopping. Okay, I was telling uh, Brandon Poland this um, yesterday. I saw him at the Inner Circle dinner. Um, four Funnel Hacking Lives ago, the second Funnel Hacking Live, he was sitting down. I said, I'd never met him before. And uh, during one of the roundtables, I was round table, he came over. He's like, hey, man, really quick, I need, I need to interrupt. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, just so you know, you've changed my life. you changed my wife's life. I was like, oh, cool, thank you. He's like, no, no, you don't, you don't understand. Like, he's like, everything's, he's like, we're helping people. We're making money. Like, everything's changed for us. Okay, and I was like, that's, that's amazing. Right? And Brandon was one person in the audience. Him and his wife were sitting there. Okay? Fast forward four years now later. Caitlin's unfortunately not here. She had her first baby, which congratulations to the Poland family. It's amazing. Fast forward four years later, because Caitlin kept talking and sharing her message over and over and over again. And like 1.5 million people have come into their funnels. Over 130,000 women's lives have been changed because of them. Okay, they're making insane amounts of money, but the impact they're having on the world is huge because they were sitting in an audience, they heard us talk about this, and then they just did it. Okay, so for me and for my team, I had to talk to them yesterday before we got started. I said, look, there's a sea of people out here. Every single one of them has the voice and the ability to change somebody's lives, and if we can't affect them, then everything we're doing here is a waste. This event's not about me, it's not about us, it's not about my team, it's about each and every one of you guys. Okay, and we're trying to give you the tools and the things you need, but you have to listen and you have to be willing to try it. And it's going to be scary at first. I promise you that. It's still scary to me. I was backstage here freaking out a few minutes ago. Okay? I feel a little more comfortable now, luckily. But you have to understand, like, it's going to be scary. But if you don't do it, if you don't take that step, you're not going to be here next year. Okay? And I don't want you just here next year. I want you up here next year. I want you telling your story, getting your awards. That's why we do this every single day. Okay? All right. A couple more things. Um, <clears throat> all right. Just so you guys understand, again, 
if you're selling a product, you don't have to do this huge thing. Like, the simpler the product, the easier it is. For example, um, do you guys see that picture right there? You see that marker in my hand? Okay, if I was going to sell, how many of you guys would give me, um, I don't know, five bucks for this marker right now? Yeah. A couple of you guys. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you guys a story about this marker. I'm going to tell you a story, and the story will increase the value of this marker, okay? So um, a couple of, um, when we first were starting to do events, I remember um, I would show up, and they always have those, like, little narrow whiteboards, and they're, like, hors- or, uh, vertical. And when you draw funnels, funnels are vertical, right? So you're like, page number one, page number, and you're like, ah, oh, I'm out of space. Like, ah, and you flip it, and it's, like, horrible to diagram of funnels, right? <clears throat> and um, I would do that, I'd be flipping the thing over, flipping it over, and I had these little tiny markers, and they're, like, little tiny, and, like, you couldn't see it very far, and it just felt weak. And then I went to a Tony Robbins event, and Tony had a board like this. And then he pulls out this marker, and Tony's hands are like this big anyway. And he pulls out this marker, and he unsheaths it. He walks over to the whiteboard, and he starts doing this thing. And he's like, just like doing X's and like circles, and like was making no sense whatsoever, but it looks so cool. And I remember I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so when we started in Funnel Hacking Lives, um, first off, I wanted to, I, Tony had a board like this wide. We need a board like that. And, we, and I tried for like years to try to find one. I remember one day I was like complaining to Melanie, who's my assistant. I was like, Melanie, like, they don't, how did he, he must have custom built this thing. And then she's like in Google or doing some magic. And like five minutes later, she's like, found it. I'm like, what? And next thing we know, we had this board here. And then like I do the boards the very first time. I have these little tiny markers. And I'm like, oh, I feel so weak. Like I want to feel like Tony. I need like a man marker. And so she starts Googling. And she finds some markers. Ship. I'm like, no, these are good. But like I need like Tony man markers. And so finally she finds these things. And look at this thing. Like this thing is amazing. And so these are now my man markers. And I only, like, I will not speak at events. When I travel to events, I bring my man markers because I don't want to be on stage. Like, it's the little dainty ones. And so I have these huge man markers. And so I've got red man markers, blue man markers, black man markers. And I only have three of them here right now. How many of you guys want a man marker? <laughs> I can't sell these. We have to have these for the rest of the event. But you see how a story increases the value? That's what I'm talking about. Like, you tell a good story, it increases the value of whatever you're selling. So you have to become better at telling stories. You have to be better at making offers, better at telling stories, because both those things intrinsically increase the value of what it is you're trying to sell, okay? Now, when you're selling more complex offers, that's when you need to have a bigger thing. We're having internal beliefs, um, uh, the vehicle, internal, external, the more complex the product is, the, the longer the sales process is, okay? All right, so for you guys, your homework as well in your paper here is start writing down, you just need to start building a story inventory. What are all the false beliefs that my customers have? And start writing those things down. Like, then why do they believe that? What's the story they're telling themselves? And then what, what story do I have that would trump their belief? Okay, I've been telling this ever since Expert Secrets came out almost two years ago. I've been talking about this over and over and over again, right? Very few people do it. But guess what? I know the people that are doing it. I'm watching them. I'm watching their storytelling. I'm watching what they're doing. I'm watching the process. Okay, I do this all the time. When I got started, Dan Kennedy told me this. He's like, you need to build an inventory of stories. And I heard that. And instead of doing it, most people didn't say, that's a good idea. I said, Dan said it. I must do it. I got a pad of paper. I was like, what stories do I have? And I had nothing. I had a potato gun story. That was it. So I had my potato gun story. I'm like, ah, uh, that's all I got. But now I had my notebook with my potato gun story. And I started thinking, okay, as I start talking, start doing my thing, something amazing happened in my life. I'm like, that could be a story. Write it down. And I go to the next thing. Something's happened. Something happened. I'm like, oh my gosh, that could be a story. Write it down. That could be a story. Write it down. Could it be a story? And next thing I know, I can stand on stage for 90 minutes and tell 400 stories without even knowing about it, right? It comes down to just telling story after story after story. But you have to start that now, okay? So if you have your phone, open up a note section, say, my story inventory. And as you are living life, every time something's happening, don't be like, oh, that was cool. Be like, oh, that was cool. How does that relate to my customers? 
oh my gosh, if I told this, like, that's how it relates. Boom. Okay? How many of you thought I could tell a story about a marker and make it relevant to you somehow? Yet I did, right? Okay, it's all about that. Okay. Hook story offer. Okay, I'm going to go to the last steps. We talked about offer. We talked about story. The last piece in this is the hook. Okay, so what is the hook? To understand this really well, I want you guys to imagine what happened right before you probably came into this room. You were in the bathroom, and you were sitting kind of like this. And most of you had your phones, and you're going like this. So what a hook is, it's the thing that makes you stop. Like, whoa, that's a hook. This is how I judge my hooks. I imagine all of you guys swiping. What's going to make you like, whoa, hold on. All right, I got to finish so I can find out what that thing is, okay? This is literally what's happening. In case you're wondering, like, oh, no, my customers don't do that. They do. I was in the airport two days ago. I walk into the airport, and for the women, I'm so sorry that you have to find out about how gross and disgusting men are. But there's a dude swiping while he's... And I was like, seriously, like, put it in your pocket for 30 seconds? It doesn't take that long. It was just amazing. Like, that's what they're doing, okay? And so you got to imagine, this is what's happening in today's world. Okay, it's not they're sitting on their desktop, like, studying you and reading things, <coughs> excuse me, and researching. What's happening is this. And so they're flipping through their phone, and they're seeing their friends, and their pictures, and their profiles, and their cat videos, and thing after thing after thing after thing. And your ad has a shot in there for, like, one second, probably less, in the middle of this scroll, Okay? And if you don't stop them right there and they don't say, hold on, put the phone down, I gotta come back and check this out, you mail, you failed. Okay? The hook is the key. Without a good hook, nobody will ever hear your story. Without a good story, no one will care about your offer. Okay? Now the hook in and of itself does not provide, does not increase the value. Okay, the hook does not increase the value of what it is you're selling. What the hook does is it grabs your attention long enough that they'll listen to your story. The story increases the value, and then the offer increases the value. The hook grabs them just long enough you can tell them the story, okay? So every story you have has multiple hooks, okay? This is why it's so important for you guys to be publishing and putting things out there all the time because I have no idea what hooks are going to land, which ones are people going to resonate with which, and which ones don't, okay? Um, I was at a, a retreat, uh, like a, um, a mastermind group with Brendan uh, Bouchard and Dean Graciosi and a bunch of really cool people, both of who are going to be here this weekend speaking with you guys. It's going to be amazing. And we're sitting around the campfire, and Dean told this story that was so good. He said, um, he said essentially, he said, if you look at a, if you look at a comedian, you, know, you see them on, like, The Tonight Show, and they pick up the microphone, and they do their thing, and they do the thing, and they land it, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this is the funniest person on earth. He says, you don't understand, is that the comedian just get up there and, like, do his thing. What happened is, like, two years prior, he got a job, he went to a dive bar over here, he wrote 10 jokes, got in front of, like, 30 people, and he tried this thing, and he tried it. And he told joke one, two, three, four, five. And like one of the 10 jokes landed. He's like, okay, that joke was good. The rest were horrible. Goes back to his apartment, writes nine new jokes, got some 10 new jokes, goes next to Ivar, gets in front of it. Boom, he does it. Nails the first jokes. He knows it's amazing. Nails you know, the other nine, like two of the other nine, the other nine work, right? Now he's got three good jokes. Then he goes back, rewrites the other seven, comes back the next night. Boom, and he keeps doing it, keeps doing it, keeps doing it until he knows he's got 10 of the most amazing jokes in the world. Then he gets on the big stage and performs and every single joke lands. Okay, it's the same thing what we're doing right now. I have no idea what hooks are going to work, right? So what do I do? When I hear a story in the morning, I jump on my phone. I get my phone out as I'm driving to the office. And half of you guys are like, Russell, don't drive while you're podcasting. It's like a block and there's no anything anywhere. I wish I could show people that. I get, every, anyway, whatever. So um, uh, I'm, I'm doing my thing, talking, and I tell a story, right? That's my first time. Then I come in, I see Dave, and Dave's like, oh, and I'm like, oh. I'm like, I tell your story. I tell Dave a story. 
right? And I felt a little differently this time. And I'm like, okay, that worked. That, like, it made sense. He got excited. And I go out to, the, to like the bullpen with all the marketing teams, and I tell them the story, right? And then I jump on a Facebook Live. I tell the story that I tell it four or five times until I know how to tell the story. I see what lands. I see what hooks. Got people interested. Or if I tell a story, and Dave's like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, crap. Dave's not flipping out. It is not a good story, right? And that's how we know. So it's testing these things, testing it, testing it. Okay, so when you have a story, it's like you're putting out different hooks. Like, which are the hooks that people are grabbing onto? What are the ones that are interesting? What ones do people actually pay attention to? And like, cool, now we'll build things bigger on those, okay? But you got to be practicing stuff all the time, okay? Because if you're like, I got to, this business has to work. It's got to be perfect. It's got to be, it's like, I, I don't want to screw this up. So I'm going to wait until I tell my story. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. It's the equivalent of walking up on the tonight show and be like, I've never tested this material. Let's go. You would never do that, right? Yeah, we do in our businesses all the time. You can't do that. You got to be telling the stories, telling the stories, okay? Every single one of you guys in here should be Facebook living your experience today. Like, seriously, like, if you're not, like, why did you waste that experience? There's some story that, impact, that will impact you today, if not me, by somebody else, that affects your life and your customers directly. And you better be talking about that tonight when you get home. Either podcasting, video, Facebook live, something to start practicing. It begins tonight. doesn't begin manana because manana never comes, okay? All right, so how do you find the hooks that you want to model? So next time you guys are doing this, and you shouldn't do this, like it's really disgusting, but maybe you're at your desk doing this. As you're scrolling through, look at the stuff that stops you, okay? Look at the stuff that stops you, like why did, that, why did that hook work? What was it? Okay, the 30 days book was not my idea. Someone else had a 30 days thing in another industry. I was like, that's a good idea. He hooked it over there, I'm gonna hook it over here. Because it made me stop, okay? Now after you find an ad, Instead of just looking at it, like, that's a really good ad. Then you go to the ad, and Facebook is on the coolest thing in the world now. There's a little tab here that says ads and info. You click on it, and it literally shows you every single hook that that person is running right now. So if you clicked on that right now, you would see, here's a couple of the hooks that Russell and John and the team are currently running. Russell, that's a lot of ads. Yeah, we're throwing out insane amounts of hooks every single day, okay? And you can do this with any advertiser. You see their ad on Facebook. You click on their thing, and it'll show you here's every ad that they are actively running right now. And you can see all the hooks. So every time someone hooks you, stop, pay attention, go look at the thing, look at all the ads, and start studying, and start looking, and start geeking out, okay? That's a lot of ads. How many do we have on here? All right. Now, this is, I was doing this last night, as, uh, like one in the morning, I started working on slides, I was like, how do I really sync this in? And I started thinking about the two comic club winners, the two comic club X winners. I was like, I'm going to show you some examples of some of these, right? Because you hear these people all the time, right? You see their pictures, you hear the stories, you're like, this is amazing, I want two comic club. But how many of you guys have actually looked at the hooks that they're throwing out? Okay? If they're in the two comic club, two comic club X means they are insanely good at hook story offer, otherwise they would not be here, right? So we should be looking at it. So I started looking, I'm like, I'm just going to pull a couple random people. Um, so the first one I pull here is Drew. Is Drew in the room right now? I think he is. All right, so this is, um, <laughs> this is amazing. So Drew runs a company called Fit to Fat to Fit. Have you guys seen his ads before? So Drew is a personal trainer who was ripped and amazing. And I might be telling the story wrong. It's awkward he's in the room, so hopefully I tell it right. But he was, he was like ripped and amazing. And um, his clients were like, well, you've never been fat, so you don't know what it's like. And he's like, oh, yeah? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get fat, super fat. So he gained a whole bunch of weight to prove difference. He went from being fit to getting really, really fat and then losing all the weight again. Okay, probably not healthy, like in retrospect, I'm guessing, but that is an amazing hook. So you see, here's every, th- like a thousand different weight loss offers out there, like, hey, I'm sexy, I'm ripped. And you see Drew sitting here with Jay Leno, and he's like, I went from being fit to fat to fit, and shows the before and after, it's like, that hook is amazing. Okay, boom, two Comic Club X winner. Okay, this is Natalie. How many of you guys remember Natalie Hodson from last year? Those... 
There's Natalie right here. Okay, two comma cup winners. She's getting close to two comma cup X. Same thing, right? Now, what's interesting, so Natalie's business um, prior to this was a good business, right? She had good hooks, good story, good offer. It was like, it was doing well, but never like amazing, right? Um, but then she came back and she's like, okay, what's the hook? What's the story? Like, what, what is it? And she shifted from her, her other business that was doing okay to this. And you guys remember Natalie's story? She talked about vulnerability last year. She talked about how she was um, doing this, this live video and she peed her pants during it, which is like the most humiliating thing ever, right? And then she turned that into a product, teaching women how to control that and went from zero to two comma cup winner in four months. Because the hook, right? Find a better hook. Again, if your funnel's not working, it's always either a hook, a story, or an offer. Okay? That hook's amazing. Her story is insane, and the offer was amazing. million dollars in four months. Okay? Garrett White there in the middle. Here's the landing page I found of his. one of my favorite landing pages. How's this for a hook? Attention married businessmen. Learn how to unlock... Un- okay. <laughs> Learn how to unlock nearly unlimited sex, power, and money without having to cheat on your wife, get a divorce, ignore your children, leave your church, date with drugs, or party like a rock star in Las Vegas. What? How do you not click on that as a man? I can have everything I want in life without all the bad stuff. This is amazing, right? He's a master at hooks. If you look at anybody in this clubs, right, anyone who's on stage, people that are doing what you want to do, you guys, they're amazing at hook, story, offer. And if you want to be on stage, you have to become better at hook, story, and offer, okay? So as you're telling your stories, you start building inventory. What are the hooks I can test out? Test out this. Test out this. And my question is, how many hooks are you guys actually throwing out? You need to be throwing out a lot, okay? Hook, story, offer, and then one last thing I want to kind of show you guys is if you look at this hook story offer, this is happening at every single step in your funnel, okay? Your ads, there's a hook, a story, and an offer in your ad. Someone's scrolling, there's a hook, you're telling a quick story, you make an offer, click here, there's the offer. Then they come to your landing page, there's a hook, there's a story, there's an offer. Then they come, they buy your product, hook story offer, upsell hook story offer. Like this framework is essential for you guys to master, it's so simple, that's why I want to start today with this. It's so simple, but it's the most important thing. You do it over and over and over and over again. If something is not working inside your funnel, it's always either your hook, your story, or your offer. Okay, I don't care what funnel it is. We're going to learn about a ton of funnel types this weekend. Okay, you're going to learn about um, challenge funnels and summit funnels and book funnels, all a ton of funnels. It doesn't matter which one it is. This framework fits into every one of these funnels. Okay? And the last one to mention is the, the hook story offer. This is the key. Hook story offer is the thing that grabs somebody, brings them into your world, and after you have them, the next phase then is how do we increase the value? How do we help these people along the line? Okay? Um, in the books you guys got yesterday, I actually printed out a copy of our value ladder. You guys see, this is our value ladder. Um, and the person speaking after me is Stacey Martino. I'm so excited to have her. She's going to be, t- yeah? You guys are going to love Stacey. Um, but she is a master at taking people up the value. Like, how do you take people, after you've hooked them and you got them in, into your world, how do you love them and give them enough value they want to continue to progress with you throughout everything else you're doing? Okay? All right, so I am out of time. I want to show one quick video, and then I'm going to be done for this morning. Um, and then Stacy's going to be coming out, which I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. Um, this is a video we made last year at Funnel Hacking Lab, and we showed it at the very beginning. Um, but I want to show it really quick. It's only about a minute long, but it's going to kind of resum up uh, my feeling of you guys as our funnel hackers and why we're so passionate about this weekend. Um, after the video's done, if you guys can go crazy, do a huge round of applause, and we're going to be Devon back out um, when the video's over. You guys ready for this? Here we go. Here's to the crazy ones. The misfits. The rebels. The troublemakers. The round pegs in the square holes. The ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules. 
and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them. Because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some might see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. You've been listening to one of our gold members only podcasts. Make sure you upgrade and become a diamond member and get access to the diamond members only podcast as well. On top of that, you'll also get access to the whole enchilada with all dance courses and so much more. So make sure you upgrade to diamond now by going to diamondupgrade.com.